1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special midweek edition of One Nation Radio. I'm here with our regular co-host, Rich Lada. What's going on, man? I almost forgot your name.
0: Man. <laughs> no, over a decade of friendship. <laughs> Gonna be the best man at my wedding. Forgot got my name. <laughs> what a way to begin. I, I, I guess the show's over, y'all. I'll holler. I'll fuck off. <laughs>
1: about that man I, I forgot it for like a fourth of a second and i was like or like one like i was like wait what the huh oh yeah rich Never mind. i don't know why yeah, yeah. you know Me. Uh, I, I i you know i almost call you jeremy i guess i fuse you with my other black friends uh, i don't know I, I don't know man um but yeah uh no. we're, we're coming to y'all this um midweek edition because there's a lot of stuff going on um and you know, normally we're going to come in on a Monday because we're going to watch uh, Elimination Chamber. And there's also the Starnum Corican Hall, the MP Arena Corican Hall that'll be up that weekend. So we'll, we'll be here on Monday and give you all that show as well to review. But we just wanted to preview this show and go over, you know, Dynamite NXT and Observer Wars just dropped, so we can also talk about that um yeah first things first let's go ahead get it out the way let's 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 go ahead and eat these vegetables first uh wwe limited chamber um 2020 um we are what four weeks away from the biggest show in sports entertainment wrestlemania 36 right yeah they they,
0: they got some they got a lot more of those matches built thankfully but (laughs) you know there's there's not really that many things on a card that are really inspiring for me, but um I'm looking at this elimination chamber stuff, and this is just like this is malpractice this is incompetence, this is like you know what this really is how how do you like build a show up like this? How are you a major promotion and you're doing this like this is ridiculous like this is w c w
1: wait so my question is are you talking about? The actual card as it is on paper right now, are you talking about knowing the machinations of them changing their mind on the road to end up with this because they're preserving stuff to get to what they want to do at WrestleMania, even though all they should have this. known this months ahead of time because it's, you, know, you know when all these shows are laid out, you're the one that planned these fucking shows. These aren't put against your will. Like, we can cut you some slack on the Saudi Arabia shows, but what we're not going to do is say, you set a date, and then you would be like, oh, I didn't know this was coming up. Motherfucker, this is your show.
0: It's like, bro, they don't have anything that's worth like that's in any type of drawing position that has some sizzle at all. Um, over of the chamber matches look like they suck. Um, the you know, Alex for Black and AJ Styles. AJ Styles has been broke broke up, and it looks like you know that's probably gonna be a trash match. So um, it's like, how do you have guys like Daniel Bryan? You you don't decide to book them, um, even if it's you're not. Reins. Factoring them into next month, Drew McIntyre, right. Drew McIntyre, dudes, you can use to beat somebody. Like it's like, yeah, y'all don't see it's necessary to build something up. So this is just another case of them showing they don't respect the fans and they don't respect traditional build builds. And uh, it's just, you know, it's such a, it's, it's such a, uh, I won't even. Talk about AEW. Just think about how NXT builds things up, and you know, by the time you get there, it's like, well, shit. You know, we can look at you know the ro- the steps that it took to get here, and the WWE's just it feels like two thousand WCW, where the announcers are going to they're they're three days out from the show, and <laughs> they are they have two matches on the card, and it's like mystery meat. Like we don't we don't know what the fuck's going on here, and it's just like. I, I don't, I already don't care about this promotion or follow it or anything like that. And then you hear that, you know, at the risk of sounding ignorant, like I don't watch this stuff. So I wouldn't want to, you know, analyze this stuff on like, you know, that type of level. But you can just look at it from an outsider, like, you, none of this shit's hitting. There's nothing in a drawing position. And looking at all the pay per views that are around it, like Revolution that just happened, you saw the great buildup. And it's like, why would you just take your show off like this? Yeah.
1: Or Portland, or you know, it, it, yeah. It's it, it's um, it's it's really like all of our worst fears, like like come, one of the come, worst like,
0: built shows you can think of.
1: I don't even know if it's, but the thing is, I don't even know if it's worse built than like TLC. TLC, we didn't get a fucking card until when? Right,
0: and Hell in saying, a like, cell, days out. Was, yeah, like, like they,
1: they've actually done a better job than like than like most pay-per-views except for like survivor series and the world rumble uh after SummerSlam. um but yeah um what i was gonna say is all of our worst fears about them being like the money that they're gonna make they're gonna make so much money off their tv deals that they're not gonna give a fuck about the pay-per-view because most of their money is coming from tv and you know perfect example like you are you're where you your point of your TV was to build towards you wanting to spend money or whatever else or or grab interest to watch a big show and have payoffs or build heat towards you know eventual payoff in the future, and now their TV is every is just as unimportant as it was before, but and they, the shows in Philadelphia like. Like yeah, Philly, so. Philly's gonna take them to task.
0: Like you have like Goldberg come in and win your belt, and you take your universal title off the table. Brock, you know he's not wrestling at Elimination Chamber. Take that off the table. So right there, it's like, okay, well, what the fuck? And then, you know, you get into Rolling Rolling Reigns out like a press release to announce the match. You take him off the card, essentially, because he can't possibly just face someone and be like, yo, that's like there should be a heel that walks out, or a baby face, and be like, so how no, did you I get? I mean, he's on. Have him a fight, but...
1: fight Masah Ali. Have him fight. Uh, I don't somebody, know Gable. You know, that's
0: it's, it's... the point. Like, so, somebody be like, "Yo, so, so why are you the number one contender?" And then I'll challenge you for the number one contender shot. Uh, you know, at Elimination Chamber, just get another match on there. Like, yeah. have have Roman Reigns have a match or something. Like, yeah. And, and have another... Daniel Br- No, don't do that.
1: No, yeah, I'll, and, I'll another do thing, he's stupid. So another thing for me is just like people were defending. Or not? I guess they're, I guess throwing out the excuse of well, even if he was one, it was well they don't want to risk him being in a chamber match. It was like so why did they advertise him a month ahead of time? Um, they, they just well, changed their minds. They, well, hold on, it's just, my thing is like your defense is well they false advertise so it's okay. Like a month ago they like they didn't know that like when that they were advertising for elimination chamber which was going to be four weeks before WrestleMania. They just didn't know. They never knew that WrestleMania was that close. They right. just, so you got that. You got the part where it's like, okay, you don't want to have him get injured? Fine. You guys know what dates these are because you book these fucking dates in these venues and, and, you know, you have to have satellites run to broadcast this shit, right? Okay. Just made the Saudi Cage match a number one contendership match.
0: You could have easily just slapped that on. Like, you, you could Well, you could have announced that as they were getting in the ring. Like you'd had the announcers. Well, we just got word, you know, that this is going to be a number one contenders match. Like,
1: but how easy is that? If if the whole idea, you know, these are decisions that are not thought out. These decisions that are made on the fly without, without any care for this stuff. And it's like, All you had to do was have the motherfucker go in the cage match, win the cage match. You say that, look, there was a reason to go to have like the fifth match between Corbin and and whatever else. It has some stakes. It's the blow off. The winner, you know, goes on. Boom. Move on. Didn't do that. It's it's just.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like, like Braun Strowman's in a match with like a a handicap match. It's absolutely ridiculous. He's in the Uh, 0 1 match
1: because he ran his big mouth and came off like a dummy.
0: Like Rollins and Murphy in the Street Profits, I guess you know maybe, but like it doesn't feel like like there's nothing that's important on this
2: show. Any other,
1: any, any other company that'd be a good match. Any other company, uh, Alistair Black and AJ Styles have a good match, but you already know what that match gonna be. Is no DQ after that man just had to um, beat his two goons to uh, to eventually yeah, like, uh, get his ass whooped at the very end. <laughs> so what's gonna happen is they're gonna at some point or another. I, I don't know. They're going to be by ringside or they're not going to be by ringside. They're going to wrestle. And then like at the, no. in the middle of the match or at the end of the match, the goons come out. They're going to whoop his ass as opposed to like, you know, just coming out and just straight jumping them at the beginning of the bell because there's no DQ after all, whatever. Or Alistair Black does something to, to, to lock them away temporarily or thwart them temporarily, whatever. They're going to come out. And then probably what's going to happen is the gong hits. AJ's going to get distracted like a buffoon, but he's a heel. So that's okay. Turn around black mass pin
0: yeah man um, I'm looking at these women's chamber match James how the fuck did Sarah Logan qualify for the elimination chamber match
1: she's on raw that's how she qualified
0: she, she literally existed yes when, when's the last time she won a match like in passing can you think?
1: do you mean like do you mean like <laughs> as a singles performer or do you as a single yeah has that ever happened like do they, I need to cage match that?
0: Like shh, you got Liv Morgan and Ruby and Natalia Oscar who's a tag team champion who's never defended a belt in a tag match ever and Shayna As Baszler she hasn't defended
1: the tag belt since TLC.
0: Shayna Baszler looking like from everything I'm all the feedback I'm getting is wildly underwhelming
1: like, right now. The promo stuff, the non-wrestling stuff works. The matches don't. People don't give a fuck about her torture porn in her that style of match. That's the thing with WWE. That's the thing. Like, so we um, WWE conditions people to where you know how, you watch enough of their wrestling, you know how the, the ebbs and flows and the styles of the match are, right? Whether whether it's you know people talking about how um, uh, you go get a dive before going to commercial break, and you can be at a house show or you could be at a um, you can be in the arena and know when they're going to commercial break during a match. Um, stuff of that ilk. So, Shayna she she has never wrestled that style to wrestle a quote unquote stereotypical WWE match and work a stereotypical pattern. Um, she basically more or less just bullies the shit out of people. Um, by you know joint manipulation and then eventually she'll sell for you a little bit and then you know whatever they do from there, whether it's um she gets advantage back again with via storytelling or with um via you know some type of injury or whatever else or you know interference from um baser goon but she was in this match and another thing is they they did her no favors um oscar apparently got legitimately hurt hurt her wrist on a house show these idiots still advertise a match with oscar they were going to still do a match with oscar even though they shouldn't have done that to begin with um they put in Kyrie, who's been nothing but a pin eater for the last 11 months for, for, for to get uh, Asuka over as a heel. They've been heel since October, since Hell in the Cell. And then they decided to have one heel get heat and torture another heel that the crowd doesn't care about because she's a pin eater. Gee, I wonder why that didn't get over. Um... Like, never mind, you know, my, my feelings about like, I, you know, my, my rage about Kyrie being in that, being positioned that way as a pin eater, as opposed to like, you know, her being at probably at worst, the second best worker in the women's division, whatever, but you, it's not, that's not who they're pushing. So fine, but that's not going to get, she that's not going to get her over. They should have, I don't know who they could have sacrificed because they're so shot with baby faces. Like the only two viable baby faces in the women's vision are Becky in uh, Charlotte or whatever the hell Charlotte is right now. Yeah, Jesus Charlotte. I'm to call it. But so who do you sacrifice? I mean, you can say Liv, but it's like, well, they're trying to give Liv something right now, so you don't want to do that. So you you have enough of a bad options because you have booked this poorly. Like, yeah, were, um, I mean, I guess you. Oh, you could do Natty. I guess right. They could have. They could have uh, killed Natty, right? That's one they could have killed. They could have had Shana go out there and kill Natty. That's only that's only person I can think of, though.
0: Yeah, um, they could have pulled somebody out of NXT, one of them people that ain't on TV yet, and just had her maul somebody.
1: Um, maybe, yeah, maybe. But yeah, but they pulled out Deanna Perrazzo and Chelsea Green uh, like a month or two ago for Oscar or um, right. one was for somebody else. But Deanna Perrazzo was for Oscar. I think Charlotte had got uh, Chelsea Green. But yeah, so you're right. So they could have pulled someone up.
0: So let's go. Let's go match by match. And just, All right. you know,
1: well, we already <laughs> talked about pretty much eliminate the women's lament chamber. Like Shane is going to win his foregone conclusion. looks bad it it is what it is like in shana's also getting really hurt by the fact that like she's no one has a reason to care about her except for the fact that she won that triple threat match by beating bailey she didn't beat uh becky she beat bailey you know six months ago and they didn't like keep tabs on that they just like respect you to remember six months ago even though they don't remember shit from two weeks ago um so that that's that kind of hurts Shayna, and Shayna should have won the Royal rumble but she didn't because they had to because yep. they felt they needed to do that for Charlotte because Charlotte always has to have a birthday. Even and, when it's not her and, birthday, she has to have a birthday.
0: And I'm feeling like, you know, I'm getting the, the vibes from Becky like something's not, like, connecting with her as of late with people. And it's just, like, it's a really weird dynamic behind that match. And I, I can't see that really going more than 10 minutes. Like, it wouldn't even feel smart to go more than 10 minutes at WrestleMania
1: with it. I I don't know what their match is like it seems to me this week like becky is getting overconfident so maybe a situation where like it's like the first act of rocky 3 where you know you know got on red bottoms <sighs> life is good and she just you know she's feeling herself she came out with like the with the ye- you know basically like the smurf fur on it was yellow um and then took put on uh jerry lawler's uh crown i thought it was fucking hilarious uh but It seems like that's what the that's route they're going is like she beat Oscar that was the last hurdle so now she's super overconfident and Shayna's probably gonna give her a reality check. But if she, Uh, I don't know, I don't know, I
0: don't don't see people like getting excited about that. I don't,
1: I don't see people buying like I don't see people buying Bayes or like winning the title. Like let's say she does, they show up the next night on Raw. Okay, then what?
0: Right, It, it has to continue for months and months, and then like if you put the belt back on Shayna. Or excuse me, back on Becky, um, you know, at the end of the feud, you know, per se, then Shayna's like kind of out of here already. Like, I mean, with Shayna, you, you she's like, at, like how old she is, and you know, she had a lot of injuries in MMA. Maybe her runs not as long, but right. Um, they got to be really careful with this because it's like if I if it's if it's me you put it on Shayna and you have Shayna just mop everyone else and then Becky has to take the long road back or whatever to discovering you know what mm-hmm. what made her hungry in the first place like need... what
1: Okay so do you think sorry, sorry but do you think any chance like there's going to be a superstar shakeup
0: I heard there's a rumor that Becky's taking time off after WrestleMania
1: Okay well what I was going to ask you was if there, if you think they're going to do a superstar shakeup want to be better given the makeup of the roster is you move Seth and Becky to Smackdown make be- um do Seth versus Roman Promania um do um put Becky on Smackdown and move some fresher baby faces like Naomi um Naomi <laughs> 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 to, to, to rock to face the cuz like I'm, dude so, there's so not there, Lacey? <laughs> that was
0: a trick question.
1: You don't, you don't have to answer that. I didn't want to see that, sm I didn't. I never wanted to see that in uh, what's it called in uh, NXT. You think I want to see that on RAW or RAW? No. Look, no, knowing
0: them, they'll call Bianca and feed her to Shayna again. You know what?
1: I wouldn't mind seeing How about they Beyonce. call her Candice LeRae like and have her fight Shayna. They're never moving her up. Yeah, sure. That'd be splitting up a fam, uh, a couple. Um but uh, what I was gonna say is uh
0: Well, you know maybe what? Johnny loses his career at NXT, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, for Ciampa, that's gonna you know? happen,
0: right? No, uh, maybe he, loses, he has to retire yeah. from, from NXT. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the yeah, the do with the bad neck the dude with like the, that's on the ticking clock for neck is the one that's gonna win that one, right? Like, uh, but what I was gonna say is, um, you bring Bianca in. We're fantasy booking now. But you bring Bianca in, and then you set her on a path towards Summerslam to win the title. <sighs> well, this uh, if this was for a if this was a competently ran company,
0: no nah, man. Like I'm keeping Shayna with that shit for for a while. Like I mean, like if it's if, if, if it's really hard, like Shayna feels like one of those wrestlers
1: you, that is. How, how many it's months really you hard hard gonna care- get. How many months didn't get those kind of matches on the main roster? They're running, doing her matches that ain't gonna last long.
0: Yeah, it, it really feels like Shayna's one of those type of wrestlers that it would be really hard to care about her without a belt on. Um, Good point. Like you look at her NXT career and it's she had the belt longer than Asuka, damn near. <laughs> <laughs> and p- part of that was you know they didn't call her up for whatever reason it was for all that time.
1: Yeah.
0: And now that I wonder what that could have been. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking kind of for Shayna. Cause it, like, I remember when she first came in, I thought she was so different. And so like, you know, like I thought she was ahead of the curve for like, you know, her level of experience and everything. Yeah. And then you see it kind of play out in her NXT career. And he, she's here now kind of just immediately getting shot to the belt. It's like, I don't, Feel like she's getting a fair shake. Um, you know, it's just like, like I guess it's not at all fair. So, like, she should have had time to build this up. She got a roll Rumble win kind of fucked for Charlotte. And it's like yep. she's fighting from a deficit right now. Yep. And going into it, if she gets left with the belt on Raw, I think people will tune her out immediately. Be like, here goes another fucking long Shayna Baszler title run when her title run in NXT shouldn't have been that long in the first place. It's like she got kind of like you know how, how they always say people get used by the system or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, she kind of got used by the system while still being successful. But I think she's uh she's gonna have to find another another way because I don't I don't think people want to watch this again. Like as far as like the Shayna Baylor matches and
1: well. There's also the part where, like, not many people watch NXT compared to the main roster. So, like, there's a whole fresh set of eyes on that. Like, if you're someone like us that have seen all those NXT takeover matches and like does level those matches aside for like one notable exception when she's not in there with like you know some dead ringer from Japan. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm with you too. But, um, I, I, I don't know how they're gonna get her over. That's where I'm. I mean, that's kind of where I'm second. Like. Outside of her just flat out like winning or beating Becky in a shock, now that you know she lost the Rumble after after throwing out like eight people in the in five seconds,
0: they They should have her squash Becky like in under like three minutes or whatever. Mm. Like like if Becky's going away, she's not going to be the main event
1: either, or she's not going to be the main main event.
0: event. like have her squash Becky. That would like, get her over. That
1: would get her over the, the very Rumble. next day. People would be pissed. People would be like, like that. surprised, buzz. It would, it. Buzz. Um, it would get, it it get whatever, her, whatever Rumble, she's doing. It, sorry.
0: That would be like at least like enough to make up for not winning the Royal Rumble.
1: Like, yeah, <laughs> and it would get over whatever she's doing offensively. Like, it, people will start believing in the the joint manipulation. All right, Shout and outs. then
0: Becky got Becky got to uh, you know take time off after that.
1: Yeah, maybe, and or, then like they or do or the rematch. <laughs> And then they do the rematch and then like it's a competitive back and forth match and then Seth Rollins comes in and, and oh and I'm sorry they, oh <laughs> Are are we are we, ask, are we asking for are we really asking for Brock Lesnar versus John Cena SummerSlam 2014? Are we really asking for that? No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's why I said
0: another 3 minutes, you know, get her out of here quick. Okay.
1: So not 16 minutes where you just sit around for like 10. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, fair enough. Um what's what the else next on the match. Show?
0: I guess we can talk about this Uh, the other chamber match, the SmackDown tag team titles that they about to ask us to take seriously. Um, Looks like the Miz and Morrison are the champions defending against the New Day, the Usos, Heavy Machinery, Ziggler and Rude, and the Lucha House Party. Is that a gauntlet match? Chamber match.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. Um, So
0: no revival. So, they are getting the fuck out of here. Um, I don't know. Who could possibly care about this match? Uh, All these teams have been together. Like, Miz and Morrison were literally tag team champions. Not last decade, but the decade before that, James. Um, The New Day and the Usos have wrestled each other a zillion times. Always good. Still a zillion times. Heavy Machinery in a line, in, in a storyline kinda uh with their the, storyline oh, the, the titles though. Right. And it's like Ziegler and Rude, so they're gonna have Ziegler and Otis, you know, maybe square off. I don't know how I'm breaking this down, but the point is who could possibly give a fuck? Like I don't <laughs> like the new day can win their seventieth tag team championship. They're
1: seven know. time champs right now.
0: Good God. They can win Yeah. And I think and uh,
1: I think the beef right now is like the Usos are six time champions and like they're basically like doing, you know, anything you can do, I can do better. And it's it's weird that they just ended up in the same brand together after 2017. Um I mean it would it would be really nice if uh for example one of them wins the titles and then like the matches those two and they have the match they should have had us WrestleMania 33 and they get the time they should have had instead of getting fucking squashed by uh, Rowan and Harper but
0: 34 yeah
1: yeah 30, no 33 34 is not New Orleans
0: 34 is New Orleans that's when they got squashed that five minutes oh yeah that's right 33 they were on you're right you're right
1: yeah so um that's a hell of a do-over uh but like outside of that, I have no real interest in the thing with New Day is like they're really they're really hurting on the like promo and like spontaneity front without Xavier. So um you know, who knows when he comes back, but I I mean, it feels like they're gonna have some clusterfuck ladder match at WrestleMania probably.
0: Well Kofi Kingston be in the Andre's giant battle royal.
1: He'll be in a clusterfuck tag ladder match. So he'll be in a multi man match, it doesn't matter.
0: What a, what a fall from grace. Um, and we've got the Intercontinental title. Braun Strowman defending in a one-on-three handicap match against Nakamura, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn. James, I want you to guess the last time Sami Zayn had
1: a pay-per-view match. A pay-per-view match? Um. Oh, WrestleMania
0: 34? I believe that is it. He may have competed... After that, at the Money even, in the Bank, it yeah, was, was in Money in the Bank. Maybe he was in Money in the Bank in June of 2018. James, it's 2020.
1: Like, and this guy has not been injured the whole time. <laughs> he's been healthy ever since he came back, dude. He's been healthy ever since he came back last WrestleMania. It's been 11 months. They've done nothing with him. Like he yeah. came out and had, he came out there and lost matches. That was it. So Braun Strowman is walking around with that new Intercontinental Title. Is that and- going to be is that going to be Brian? Masher? Are you going to do Brian Strowman? No. What else could they no. possibly be doing?
0: Who with who? Uh, Braun Strowman. He can like, fight Baron Corbin.
1: Oh Jesus fucking Christ! I know. That's a possibility uh, That is a real possibility. And uh, he's never been Intercontinental Champion. Oh, that's gonna suck. Yep. Jesus Christ!
0: So Cesaro's in there, uh, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Another fall from grace, and well, he's got his own set of issues, but. um... It, this match, this match is a complete gimmick. Um, who cares? I think it'll be uh, fun.
1: I think it'll be fun. Like, can the can the gigantic dude like overcome these three great wrestlers?
0: Unbelievable. Um, the street prophets defend against Rollins
1: and Murphy in a rematch. Yeah, uh, maybe it'll a, be a good. Rematch. rematch. Um, any other promotion? It'd be good at the least. Like it's Seth Rollins, it's Buddy Murphy is Seth Rollins, it's Buddy Murphy, is it's Angela Dawkins just being a brawler and tackling people, and it's Montez Ford. Like any other promotion. Like look, put that shit in AEW and see how that shit would work out. Put that shit in it, put that shit in full cell and see how that works out.
0: Andrade will defend the US title against Humberto Carrillo and I guess, you know, you another rematch for uh Carrillo.
1: Um, should be any other promotion? That'd be a great match.
0: Yeah, can't find myself caring though.
1: Right, um should, nor should you. Like I'm assuming that is going to be. I'm I'm assuming Garza and and um and Zelina and Ray are all going to be by ringside. It's probably going to be some shenanigans, and it's probably going to end up in some like La Raza um, Intercontinental or La Raza U.S. title match or whatever else invo- involving Ray. Like I don't. I mean. I don't I don't know what they do uh, at WrestleMania. Maybe they all just go Andreing. I don't know. And
3: but all I know film. is that time
1: is ticking on Ray, and I heard nothing about him uh, resigning. So it's it's about hey. that time because it was eight, it was an eighteen month deal, and he and he signed on in like October November two thousand eighteen. So we almost so, out here uh, with this shit unless he resigned.
0: So we can get uh, Tony to go ahead and make the call. You know, have him come on in. Please do. You know? <laughs>
1: Run, look, run Jericho versus Mysterio on on AEW. Probably something two or whatever, Some or shit. all out. Some shit. Fuck uh, that. Actually, I take everything back. First match they need to do: Ray versus Ray, Phoenix versus Mysterio.
0: That's. I think that's happened before.
1: I haven't seen it. Run it again. Run it and then run it again and again and again until I'm sick of it, which will be never.
0: So, who else? AJ Styles and Aleister Black, y'all know how I feel about AJ Styles. I hold, think hold, he's worth. Hold, hold
1: on, real quick, dude. Can you imagine how awesome a Ray versus Pack match would be? Jesus Christ!
0: I wonder if it's happened.
1: It probably has in like uh, what culture pro wrestling or some shit like that. Probably, but whatever. yeah, like I, I still want to see it. Yeah. Um, it's just like when people say, well, you know, they did the die Jack and Melser talking about the jack Pwg match. Like, nigga, I didn't see that. I don't care. I'm watching what I'm watching. It's awesome. I I'm glad you saw this match that was better. However, <laughs> these let's not shit on these matches that are awesome. Uh yeah, go ahead.
0: AJ Styles and Alister Black, y'all know how I feel about AJ Styles. Same
1: thing. Any other promotion? It, it, could be a and,
0: it, and it's amazing how Melser has picked up on what I, you know, have been telling y'all about AJ since last year. Well, I, I you, were also
1: right? was, you were also saying that he was—you I heard saying that he was also killing minorities. In reality, it was like, nah, he's just killing the make hard. I mean, it, it's both. It, you can, two you can things can both. be true. Huh?
0: You know, I said two things can be true. Yeah, but you were
1: focusing <laughs> on one thing as opposed to. Uh, uh, the other part about it, the more, the more mar- mic, mac, macro part about it. Like, and you know, uh, another part is like...
0: It is I was defending America.
1: Oh, yeah. So in this situation, like he lost to Ray because Ray's actually American. Is that what it was? Right, and, like. and now and now he, he
0: and now look at this match. He, he's fighting against a dude with the name Black. You know,
1: so, <laughs> but he's Swedish or Dutch or whatever. He's Dutch.
0: You know, his name is Black. You know, <laughs> so you know. I, oh my god! Yeah, but I yeah. Who cares? I. It's, I,
1: it's gonna be one of is like what it's, a show. It, the match is not meant for. Like that is a match that you just know is like going to just be subterfuge to build up towards AJ versus, um, Undertaker at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, like he did, you know, he came out and he whooped him at uh the paper or the Saudi Arabia show. He does he pins out Sir Black with the Undertaker thing. What else do you think is going to happen? Eventually, there's going to be a a gong noise. He's going to show up, and it's probably the best way to utilize that is. Beating, using that to have AJ be mad by having him lose to Alistair Black, getting kicked in the face.
0: A dude that's past his prime, that's not as good as he used to be, that's been disappointing versus the Undertaker. So, yeah,
1: <laughs> enjoy. Um. So,
0: yo, that card looks dreadful.
1: Um. That's one look. It the build and all that kind of stuff, I absolutely agree. I'm a, but I'm gonna tell you right. the same thing I'm gonna tell, I tell you every single time. Any other promotion, any other booker would not have this shit, It would not be out here doing fuck, finishing all of the nonsense. They just go out there and say, go out there and have the best match you guys can. Okay, guys? Alright? But they don't want to do that. They would decide, we no, nah, we can't be having good wrestling, in this wrestling company. We want to do nonsense and that'll get the people. Yeah. Um so yeah uh, but I will say this um, I watched Smackdown on Friday and I watched Raw Monday this man Raw, punished, punishing himself for y'all Raw on Monday the first 30, 40 minutes were great no I'm sorry the first 40 minutes were very good the last 30 minutes were great everything in between that like was that a uh, hour and 50 minutes sucked um, so there's that Randy Orton cut a promo. Have you seen the promo? I've I read about it. Dude, his promo's fucking amazing. He comes out, um, but really it was supposed to be, Beth comes out and is going to give us a status update on Edge. As soon as she puts the mic to her mouth, Orton comes out. She wants a hu- He wants a hug from her, and he's not, like, smiling or being a dick about it. He's just like, hey, hey, Beth. And she's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing anything with you, you son of a bitch. And then he comes out and says, "Like, look, um, I know people want, you know, people are upset about my actions, but let me explain." He goes and says, "Like, when I was a kid, i um, 19 years old, trying to break into business with my dad. My dad took me to a, a show in St. Louis, and there's Austin around at the time. this is 99. There's Rock, there's Undertaker, there's all these people, but the only person that came up to to us was was Edge, and Edge goes and." talks about how great my dad was and says that he's one of the best bad guys in the business. And, um, he said, I told him that I was trying to break into the business. He said, like, well, you know, um, best of luck. And then hopefully if our, our cross paths, if our paths cross, we can, you know, do some, do something. And he says, talks about, um, how they wrestle each other. Talked about rated RKO. Um, he talked about his demons and how he was in a hole so deep. He should have been buried. But one person stuck their hand out and pulled me out of that, and that was uh, Edge. And because of that, like I have, you know, a family, and I have my kids, and I have my boys, and I can watch my, um, I can watch my sons grow to be men. I can watch my, my, uh, my daughters. Like um, I can be around my daughters and ch- show them how a woman should be treated by a man, and all that's because of Edge. And I think about your family, Beth, and. Um, I remember the Royal Rumble, and when he got when he came out, and the pop was so great, and he showed the next day after Royal Rumble, and I just knew that like he wanted that itch again. He he wants to be out there in front of the crowd, and I knew that like the possibilities with his neck is just like he's going to end up fucking. He's basically like he's going to end up dead again, or he's going to end up dead or like paralyzed, and he won't be able to do all the things that I enjoy now because because of, of what Edge afforded me by saving my life, and. Like, by this point in time, like, the crowd had went from, like, booing this dude or actually rooting for RKO for, like, oh, woman, you know, go out there and attack that woman to, like, booing him to just, like, oh, my God, this makes a lot of sense. He's making points. He goes on and says, like, I had to stop him. And then he says that, uh, I love, I love, I love Edge so much. I like, I like Edge more than you. Um, and he says, But you, you're an enabler, Beth. Like if if he was a if he was alcoholic, you wouldn't give him a drink. Or no, he said if you were out if he was alcoholic in this scenario, you give him a drink. You give him pills if he was a if he was a druggie. Um, And then he goes on and says like I forgot I forgot how he ended it, but basically uh, she slapped him. He says something offensive at the end and as a there's a dismount and she slapped him and then he you know he's upset he's pissed he 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 doesn't know what to do and then he realized what he wants to do and he looks at her and he called he says you bitch and so she literally she she flashed and she uh booted him in the gut media rkl it was awesome like i think it's the best promo since cody's ellis Allen uh promo like that's how it was i think it was, it was better than Champa. Um, talking about getting his life back it was better than Ortiz and his dad like it was awesome like this was the this was the promo that we've been waiting for from Randy Orton for 20 years <laughs> Like, what is it with WWE and these Yo. old dudes that are out here being the best promos in the company now? Samoa Joe, look, Samoa Joe's been around since, what, the 90s? Daniel Bryan's been around since the 90s. Randy Orton's been, look, Randy Orton broke into business in, like, the early 2000s. Ray Mysterio's been around since the 90s. How are the best promo guys in this company all, like, these old dudes? Where, how come these young dudes can't kill promos for shit?
0: <laughs> Bad
1: memorization skills. <laughs> Terrible. That shouldn't make any sense. The old guys are the ones out here, you know, CTE, you already know what it is. So I don't yeah. I don't get it. I don't get
0: it. It's all messed up.
1: I don't get it. Cena cut a great promo on Friday Smackdown too. Like, I don't get it. But, Meanwhile, we get suffering sucker They telling Roman to go out there to do that. They telling uh, They telling <laughs> tell Dean Ambrose to go out there and get inoculated. All bad, man. All bad. Um anyway, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that, but, like, it was a bad episode of Raw, except for, like, a, a good stretch there and a good stretch there. But it was a bad episode of Raw. I regret watching those five hours of television. I wish I had those back.
0: Man. <laughs> Man. Yikes.
1: But anyway, wow. um, yeah, I hope y'all enjoy the show for uh <laughs> for <a little> nature <laughs> chamber. I'm going to watch it. Uh, we'll review it on uh, Monday, but a lot left <sighs> to be desired on the road to WrestleMania. Um, but this yes. is like the first week where I felt like, oh, I guess WrestleMania is coming, so I should check this stuff out. Um. But anyway, anywho, Wednesday night wrestling. Um. Oh yeah, the real.
0: You
2: yeah. Know. So
1: we got we got let's let's do Dynamite first, like we normally do. Um. We Mox came out and he cut this great babyface champion promo. It wasn't a coronation, but it was like a mission statement. Um. Talked about all the shit he went through. Like I don't remember so much of it, but it was it was very, very good. Um
0: and we brought Pro Wrestling back and That's
1: right. He looked down the camera when he said that he was like, You know what exactly what I mean. You know it, you know exactly what I
0: mean. <laughs> he was sending a message to, yeah. to all the non believers to, yeah. to to the WWE, like to And the
1: crowd was wild went wild for him and it made me think like this could this could have been all I don't know how you felt about the opening segment, but that segment was straight out of a Raw, out of Monday Raw at the pay per view. And it was like, this could have, Jericho on, on the on the uh, ramp, Moxie in the ring, this could have been on the main roster. This could have been on a SmackDown or a Raw. It made all the sense in the world. But y'all want to do goofy shit instead
0: said, the AEW belt's a beautiful thing. and AEW represents professional wrestling. It's a sport he loves and dedicated his life to. He said, the belt belongs to AEW fans who willed the company into existence. He said, collectively, we brought pro wrestling back, pr- promises to defend the belt. And he said, whoever wants a shot can get it. But he's going to choke them out and drop them on their head. He knows it's not over between him and the inner circle. He knows they're coming. And Jericho came out, told the I whole crowd to shut their, their ass.
1: Like He dares y'all to do something about it. And I was like, yo, this 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 yeah. is this is John Moxley this is not Dean Ambrose like for all y'all that don't get the difference it's like imagine like the best parts of Dean Ambrose and then like except it's all, all the goddamn time. time that's the difference it's optimized
0: um, Jericho said the Moxley era sucks ass <laughs> um <laughs> said Moxley's win was based on a lie. He spent three months yes. trying to face a man with one eye. He was yes. dead serious, not somebody who can see out of both. Called Moxley a liar, and all the fans are liars. Like, just the audacity to say that, like, just absurd. Like, put this man, like we're gonna talk about it later with the Observer Wars, but put this man Jericho in the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame again. Oh, I like, say he's not
1: look, in it. I thought before was wasn't it. Twice. Yeah. Like uh, this is a hell of a second or third act of, of a career yeah
0: um so he said you know he's putting the whole the inner circle you know we we're normally some good natured, good looking guys but we're now a hit squad so we gonna we putting uh hits out on the whole roster from the librarian to michael Nakazawa to moxley and i saw this show largely as like um a rebranding kind of the inner circle adding that that dangerous element to them since you took the world title away from them it was all about Building these guys up this week. Um and it was like, you know, a show. I, I believe Voice of Wrestling said something. It was like AW New Year's Dash or whatever. It's just a lot of different directions, a lot of angles, and yeah. uh not necessarily like it blow was, away
1: uh, wrestling. Yeah, this is this was like the probably the worst episode of pro wrestling um on of Dynamite yet on any episode, but um I like. it. I love the this is kinda of similar to Raw in the way that like I love the opening segment. I love the um what they did at the end with um in the tag match or whatever else. And like they immediately got Jericho's heat back. Um and it made me think of it um it made uh, me think of like okay, I see they're they're not done, but that's fine.
0: He said, "Um, you know, if Moxley walks out under his own strength, he will take a sixty-day sabbatical from AW, and you know everyone's looking at these tour things. And I'm not sure if they don't understand how calendars work, but a sixty-day layoff w- would have like like his tours in April and May. Like the sixty-day layoff, like wouldn't you know he would be back, right. you know, at a certain point, but." um you know after that we got an eight-man tag Colt Cabana making his uh, debut uh sneaky good signing for aw uh Colt Cabana is uh with SCU against um dark order yeah I heard. all right action yeah
1: her adding commentary depth
0: <laughs> yeah you can wrestle and do commentary that look two look two checks look might get an office job might get insurance like what oh, would the commentator be. Might get insurance you know. <laughs> well, look. For
1: to real. be honest, Col- Colt you need know all the help he can get.
0: Yeah, um, but decent match. Like uh, some legal yeah. fees might be, might be. Uh, so ended up, uh, Cabena hit the uh, uh, Chicago skyline, the Superman pin on Reynolds after the match. Evil Uno was furious. He said he assaulted one, like was furious that this. this is not the way. Essentially, and said it will be in uh, eventually. They recap the tag title match at Revolution. Dave gave it six stars. So uh, the, the book is back in use, everybody. All
1: right, so I have a question. Um, do you want there to actually be an exalted one at this point? If I think
0: the only way it's going to work is if it's like some superstar person. Uh, if it's not, it's like. I, I don't know. You wasted a lot of time, but I am kind of intrigued. Like right now, like think about like Dark Order was around uh, and all the uh, at double or nothing last year, and where they're at now. It's it's still got people like kind of like anticipating the next move with it. So yeah. like
1: they went from being the shits to and get off my TV sc- screen to tolerable. I'm leaving. That I'm just leaving. That tolerable, but that's it. Like, and that's definitely an upgrade because they're one of the worst things of pro wrestling in the middle of last year. Uh, so, so yeah, um, you know. Uh, but they showed name, all personally. the highlights. Good. Good. I oh, was what? gonna
0: say they showed. Good. We're, we're we're not syncing up for whatever reason.
1: All right. So I was gonna say, like, for me, like, I, I kind of like the idea of. There is no, um, there is no uh, higher order or higher, exalted one, and like it's just a scam because like it's a cult, and cult, cults are scams, and that's the moral of the story, kids. Like, <laughs> it's, 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 like, look, if y'all fools want to talk about Sister Abigail for the last seven years, then why can't Dark Order come out here and scam y'all boys? What an exalted one! Ain't no exalted one. The exalted one is Evil Uno. It's Kaiser Soze.
0: The Exalted One is within you, you know, you know, like I I do enjoy the gag of the commentators saying there's even rumors that you're the Exalted One Excalibur or whatever, like different stuff like that. Yeah, like there was like, there was a lot of shit like that. So uh, if any of y'all are the Exalted One, uh, y'all can, you know, let us know so we can uh, figure this out.
1: Has anyone made the tease of like the exalted one is really Tony Khan and it's a play on corporate ministry in the higher or the highest or whatever the hell it was? Uh, when it was it's me, Austin. Has anyone made that oh joke my yet?
0: my god, that would be ridiculous! It was
1: it, it was me, Moxley.
0: The exalted one Tony <laughs> Khan. What the fuck would have Cody's exalted one?
1: Oh my god, no, nah, that makes no sense he got laid out with uh the rest of the elite at the end of uh 2019. We are yeah. not doing no Aces and A okay. eight shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Rich. I'm sorry, Floyd. I'm not going with it. I will jump off this. I will jump quickly, quickly and swiftly jump off this fucking show reviewing it every week if that's what they do. I'm not with it. No. <sighs>
0: the Exalted One. Boy. Yeah, so if you have any idea who the Exalted One is, send us a tweet. Who do you think the Exalted One is? Could be anybody on the roster. Shoot, shoot us over an idea. Um... And they started showing all the uh reviews from it, bro. I saw it. they put Dave's uh report on there, they Brian Alvarez, Wade Keller. I was like, man, their mention's about to be trash tonight,
1: more so than usual. Yes, um, y'all, so, y'all have been co opted.
0: Yep, it's
1: like, okay. Like, I mean, NXT, if they wanted to, they could have put up all that stuff about like Gargano and Almas or Gargano and Cole and Gargano and Ciampa. They decided not to do that. <laughs> like that was a tr- they, like they they could have used like Dave Meltzer hey, giving um giving Daniel or giving um CM Punk and uh CM Punk and uh, John Cena five stars. They decided not to do that. Yeah, that's on them. WWE does get praised believe it or not, when they do good things. Believe it or not.
0: Big swole with the big squash on Levi Bates uh, in like a minute, uh, and and it, that was it, the it extent.
1: Was a minute, and it went too long. <laughs> Leva, Leva should have got hit with one move, and she could have bumped on that one move and it called it a day.
0: Yeah. Um, so that was our women's match for the night. Um.
1: <laughs> like that, was, you know. Normally they get twenty minutes. It felt like they got a, a good like what fifteen, twelve minutes. So time.
0: they got this match, and they got the video package. Uh, Nyla Rose retaining the title against Chris Statlander.
1: That's it. That's all. That's it. So, it it, is so actually, probably, it's probably well. Interests in transitions okay. and commentary. So, like the women's division in its entirety, this week on AEW got like ten minutes. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Cody came out with the uh, with a jacket on and the tattoo. And, uh, he said he can deal with, uh, losing MJF. Uh, but you know, the only way he will really be able to deal with it is if MJF came out and told Cody that he beat him fair and square. Instead, my dog, Jake, the snake Roberts came out. I didn't, I was like, what's in the office. I just got really happy. I'm a huge Jake Roberts, Mark. And, uh, Jake gets in the ring. Um, he basically said he was tired to listen to cody cry i agreed uh he said he never <laughs> <laughs> he said he never cried over a match once and uh, he's not here to praise cody but he's here to slam jake said he had a client and he said the dark side is coming to AEW. Uh, he said it's been 20 years since he had a shot uh and you know in 20 years since he's been clean and he's earned this shit but i'm not coming to be a nice boy uh, he said it'll be on the outside when his client takes on Cody, and Cody can bring that one trick pony, Arn Anderson. He told Cody, he "Was like, uh, you know, a great man once said that you shouldn't, you know, turn your back on anyone that you respect or fear. Immediately turned his back on him and threw a mic in the air, bro. I was fucking, I love this shit. Like, <laughs> like, it, like Jake has that voice it where was, he has a voice where it's like." Obviously Pro is not real, but Jake Roberts is. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> like the Terry Funk line. Yes. <laughs> like I thought that it had its moments of great like the moments of talking about um when he buried A Arn Anderson when he <laughs> when he said that Cody was that Cody needs to like like you going about this the wrong way, baby face. Um and when he did a line about like sure. about fear and res- fear and respect and he turned his back on him like I thought those were all killer like moments. Um, I'm just kind of over in AEW like building towards things and like you don't know what the fuck it is or or, or you have no idea just like just know that it's coming and it's like okay I- I'm just I'm just. I'm just at a point with, like, between AEW, NXT, and, um, whatever, like, spooky shit with the Wyatts or whatever else over the years is, like, I'm just tired of the mystery box, like, vaguely dark, thriller-esque type stuff, and I'm just, I'm just tired of worn out on it, like, killer, like, they're doing this, they're doing this tease, uh, vignette stuff with, um, like, uh, with somebody, it's probably Killer Cross on NXT, It was a Nightmare Collective before that. It was Dark Order. Uh, And now it's like, there's a squad called the Dark Side. It's like, it's going to be more of this. The Butcher and the Blade as well It's like, can we just, like, have people that are, like, rooted in reality come out and, like, they want to whoop people's ass and people want to whoop their ass and we can call it a day. And then, like, we can, like, relate to the characters more because, like they act like humans as opposed to like they have these gimmicks or these spooky gimmicks. Like I'm just kind of over the spooky gimmick gimmickry stuff like in all of American wrestling. I'm just, I'm just over it and tired. Like maybe it's because like so much of it hasn't been done well or whatever else, but I'm just, I'm just over it right now.
0: Man. break my heart. Um, yeah.
1: Like, I'm, if, I'm, like if it's, like if it's just, that's the name is Dark Side, like obviously like I'm jumping ahead of, I'm jumping ahead of the gun, but like, because, but unless you put dark in it, and I'm just put, put say dark. Side, I was like, okay, like, is that Luke Harper? Is that, um, a tag team of Luke Harper in, in Archer, or is that just Archer or is that, or what, whatever that is, it's like, I, if you took out that part of it, like, I probably liked this a whole lot more and I still liked it. I, it was good to see Jake. Um, it was good to see Jake doing well. It was nice to see that he still like has moments of be, still being able to like be killer on the mic, but, it's also like that in knowing that this is also, this is the reset. This is like stuff. This is getting it past AEW views Cause last cycle was just like, also like this. It's like, it feels like, okay, so you're in an RPG, you're in a video game and like, all right, after you, you gotta do side mission for like a month in order to get, until you get back to like really trying to like finish the storyline of the game. And I'm like, it ain't gotta be like that. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily have to be like that.
0: Um, I th- I think I'm really happy to see Jake. Uh, and whatever happens with Jake Roberts, I hope he doesn't mess it up because
1: oh god, Jake
0: Roberts historically messes it up. But I think he'll make a great uh, manager. I think he's fine. Yeah, he's going to be awesome. He, uh, the only thing is, like, he's um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm really excited about Jake because like Jake got he kind of like didn't really like his personal life was so messed up. He didn't really get any type of real nostalgia runs, right? right like, true. he came back in 1996, and, you know, they portrayed him as this washed guy. And he was, like, in mm-hmm. his early 40s, right? And then he was out of there, essentially, right? But I think the deal with, with Jake, like, remember when he came back at Old School Raw, got a nice little reaction. They put him in the Hall of Fame. It's amazing he even ended up here because for years and years and years, they've always said Jake has had this superior mind for the business and the whole creative side. And then WWE never gave him a chance to work in any type of creative capacity because they don't ever. Yep. And I think like I just hope that he doesn't fuck it up because he he can get everything he, he wanted in that out of that second half of his career uh with aw potentially like if you know he's just another voice that they shoot things off of if he can come out there and cut a promo like that and you know be some type of asset like i would love watching jake the snake roberts like as as a legend and it's like jake's not coming in to win the world title jake's coming in to stand at ringside and Give someone the rub, like, I, and I like the, the old man managers that they got around that are legends. It, right. It's just like uh, it, like seeing Tully Blanchard and then Arn Anderson, and it's like that's old country beef. it can be like, and it's like they're all they're doing is like lending themselves to like a younger crop of guys. It's like MJF is like a younger Roddy Piper that's like their it, like the second day cross pass and stuff like that. I don't know, it's just.
1: no, it makes perfect sense. And, like, another thing is, like, they have three of them right now, and, like, Tully's totally underutilized, and they, you know... And Arn is mostly out of the way, aside from, you know, when... Except for, like, time Cody needs like, his fifth Gaga spot in the match. Um, so... (laughs) Like, aside from that, like, I feel like they use him... Aside from that, like, they don't overuse or wear out or overexpose Arn. So, like, they've done a really good job with managers. Um, Um... Am so I, next
0: we had, uh, yeah, we had Pac and Chucky T. Uh, it was all right match. Pac got a big win here. Um, yeah, put it, him in the the fucking move, and you know the Chuck Taylor did get a near fall that people believed. And you know matches like this, I always say it: the uh, only thing you want out of one of these matches is to buy a near fall at some point from the guy you don't think is going to win. So um,
1: <laughs> you know what that means if they want to get better at it, they better start watching some of these stardom, uh, multi-person tags when they got Saya <laughs> ede in there. or Somebody get a roll up. you like, Oh, hold oh, on. Oh, 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 oh. But, um, yeah. I mean, I, they had
0: to be an event. They had Jericho out here, like rolling around for, for Darby. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. It kind of was like a start. Now you mentioned, yeah, all the money rollers was kind of like a, a start to finish. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought the match was cool. I didn't think it was, I didn't think anything special. I thought mostly that the match was about like teasing Pac and his beef with everybody and best friends, including mm-hmm. Orange. Um, that like, this is, this is like a thing to kind of nowhere. Like I, I had noticed, um, leading up to the show that dude, he's about to complete the hat trick. Like he beat, like 3 treatment. months ago he beat Orange Cassidy on Saturday like he's about to be like the first person in AEW history like to compete the high, the the hat trick of beating every one of best friends by pinning them all in the middle that sh- I don't know if he gets some type of accolade on that I think that should be on his uh, on his um thing next Gym week metal. when he shows up like defeat every metal. member of them or whatever else or achievement unlocked or something like that yeah um yeah. but what do you think of this uh you know after he won the match um all of a sudden, outcome Lucia Bros and pocket first acts like he doesn't know who these dudes are. They whoop his ass and then he grabs Mike and says, like yeah, we are the triangle of death, right?
0: Yeah, there was some like Spanish name that they named, but since we translates to the death triangle, yeah, this immediately jumps to like one of the great units in the world, like off the rip when they do when they do trios matches, like who takes the falls like is it Phoenix?
1: I mean, I think the answer is they don't lose. Okay. (laughs) They don't lose until they break up.
0: Could do that, and it it seems like the AW trios division just is coming into focus. You know that I that I advocated for months months ago. Best
1: friends, Orange Cassidy belt, make a trios
0: belt and make it matter. Like, like I don't care about a mid card singles title. Fuck that shit. That shit's like
1: out of here. So okay. So all right. You got, Lucha, you got Lucha Bros in pack, you have SEU, you have uh, Jurassic Express, you have uh, Young Bucks and Kenny, which will yep. add to, you have he- Young Bucks and Kenny, presumably, that will add to the tension of he's stuck between his Trios team and his tag team because he doesn't want to be a fucking star, so go out there and do that stuff, Kenny. Um... I'm trying to think what other teams there. There, I feel like there's Parker, other ones you
0: can do. You can take teams off of uh, LAX, as you mentioned, Jurassic Express already. Um, yeah. they uh they,
1: they have like at least five teams
0: MJF, butcher, and the blade. Yeah. Uh, they've got they got a lot of teams. Yeah. Uh, and then if Cody teams up with like Dustin and QT,
1: they can Goddamn do that. I, I specifically thought of that team and I was like, I'm not mentioning because I don't want to talk about fucking QT Marshall, but until it's time to. Bury that fucker, but fine. (sighs) I don't know why you got this hate in your heart for uh, QT. Yes, mother. The
0: best best thing I saw on the internet today was the Will Osprey theme music being dubbed over my dog QT flying outside the ring, getting elevated on y'all boys.
1: You love it because he's botching the fucking move terribly while like playing interest music of the dude that like does it with with like just incredible ease right now.
0: The the first person to book the the QT Marshall Will Ospreay, match in Tampa, I'm going.
1: Oh my
0: god! <sighs> but as far as the Death Triangle, oh god, he... I... you,
1: got re- us, uh, you got to to the tickets. You got the tickets to George Nellis Spring Break, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. So. If that gets announced on there, I'll just pay you back the money for the ticket. <laughs> like, like I'll, I'll just eat the ticket. I don't want to give it to no one else. Like, I just eat it. And, like, you just, yeah, I, ugh, terrible.
0: Um, up next, J.K. versus Q.T. Marshall. So, <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just, 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 just
1: a. Just a, just a, just a, just a I wouldn't say that it was a. Sh- I wouldn't shit on it and say it's the worst fucking match ever because it wasn't. But I damn sure ain't going to say it was any kind of good. And, I, and I'm not. I'm. It's a mediocre, crummy match. It's. It's. Yeah. It yeah. Just yeah. Um, whatever. Whatever.
0: QZ hit the top root court screw sense on. I like that. Um, but. Uh, Hager ended up getting a win with that head arm choke, so they're going to try to get that over uh, pretty hard.
1: You know how people talk about not not the wrestling version of this. You know how people talk about like people that are in like beer leagues and softball and like they call them weekend warriors. Yes, you know people that are athletic or whatever else, but like you know they're you know they that's past that's a past part of life. So they just do this stuff just for like recreational fun on the weekends or whatever else in rec leagues. Like he is a he is a rec league professional wrestler like that like i don't know what he used to look like what he used to do but he's still trying to do it and it's like stop doing this bro like that shit when he does the sasuke special that shit is fucking embarrassing bro like <laughs> it's just terrible and then and then i gotta see like you and know fan but, favorite qt because you know Floyd super positive and amy's super positive and like there's they're positive in the way to make me think like even when I even when like I feel like I'm being fair, it makes me like question for a second, like, damn bro, am I being like, you know, am I just being extra with it or whatever else? But nah bro, this shit sucked. I'm sorry. <laughs> this, like, hey, you gotta stop, bro. You gotta stop putting this shit on out. TV, bro. Q- nah, Q- like T- the,
0: Q- dude, the, the QT era.
1: I put you like this, right? if NXT was putting the QT Marshall on air, we would fucking kill them and say, you idiots are in a ratings war and you guys out here losing and y'all want to do shit like this. We were getting on them from them putting the Cameron Grimes hey. out there from us. And Cameron Grimes is on here having killer matches. He just sticks hey. with, with everything aside from the wrestling.
0: As Future once said, you do what you want when you pop it." Oh, boy. And I don't quote Future often.
1: Look, in the grand scheme of things, I feel like AEW is in the NXT thing is like that is that, that's already been decided that's a wrap, a wrap. unless yeah. they screwed it up that's a wrap so their goal needs to be we need to try to try to catch up to the to the main roster shows over the next few years and QC Marshall, ain't gonna get you there bro <laughs> stop putting this shit on TV <laughs> <laughs>
0: Honestly, put that shit
1: on dark. I ain't gotta watch
0: I, that. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think QT Marshall is some like offense to the business. Like, oh my uh, god, you know.
1: he, you're right. He is not. However, he's sorry.
0: <laughs> like, I had to watch. Like, I had to watch Jinder Mahal be the <laughs> WWE champion. QT Marshall is miles ahead of Jinder Mahal.
1: There's a difference, Rich. This company is is booked competently. Correct. And <laughs> it's booked like I I don't think that he's hired unless he's Cody's friend. I just don't.
0: Maybe.
1: And look, I mean, there's, look, there's there are a lot, a lot of people. Network, there are a lot everywhere. of Cody's friends and and the Bucks friends that are like, they're, I'm glad, I'm glad they're around. Him. That's like probably the only one I'm just like. Ugh.
0: Don't, and, don't and worry. It makes
1: it worse because I get trolled about it because y'all know I fucking hate. like it, he is like he as a wrestler is like my double is like my my just pet peeve of double moves or whatever else where it's like. <laughs> they did, did a double drop, drop kick and nip up spot that shit's so fake looking like so
0: when you when you saw the elevated QT video what what was your initial reaction
1: blind rage slash appreciation. <laughs> blind blind white rage plus like the appreciation of how hilarious it is the juxtaposition of like it's Osprey's music he's the best in the game and he does his move with, with like in the talking double deal right And then, like, you compare that to that man, like, literally is, he's like a kid, he's like a kid on the gymnastics bar, except it's a top fucking rope. Like, that's, it's like, yo, stop this, bro, this is not, like, like, I've said it before, like, him doing that Sasuke special is, like, what everyone imagined Shane and Man doing a Sasuke special would look like. Except we don't call it like that because we'd be banging on Seth Shane because Shane is out here washed and she has no business wrestling anymore. But, you know, they, they decided to give a, let a dude go out there and live a dream they never accomplished. So fine. <laughs> like, whatever, man. This center, I'm sorry, Bill. I'm sorry.
0: Hey, is QT the real American
1: dream? Look, he, he, look. I'm not knocking him for for for, for shoving for something. I'm not, but like this was not what he was hired for. He was supposed to be backstage. He was he was not supposed to be on screen way. <laughs> he was not in. You know, yeah. you Cody know. needed a tag partner, so he just let anybody. In, literally anyone.
0: Oh, so so he one of them the wrestlers that would have fought Rodney Mac.
1: I'm not saying this is a five minute white fight. <laughs> challenge. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying. that I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is that dude is not supposed to be. All, it's all elite wrestling. They always talk about how they want to grab, you know, people that they see as elite. I don't see no. I don't see nothing elite about QT Marshall on screen. Maybe he, you know, maybe he is the guy uh, behind the scenes. But hey, on you screen, know,
0: no. Hey, you know who, who, the, who the agent was for uh, the AEW match of the year? You know, in quotations. Oh, it's QT Marshall. Yes. See, it look, do QT. that.
1: In fact, take QT Marshall away from that and add him to some of these women's matches and maybe we got our something here.
0: Maybe. Never know.
1: Just maybe. But I know what won't be helping him with well, these women's matches him going out there and trying to do this shit in front of us.
0: <laughs> nah, bro. QT. Uh, Q- QT, keep doing your thing, homie. So, uh, Santana... Behind Santa the work. scenes.
1: The other shit, stay away. You just San- tell them no. When they San- ask you to do this, you just tell them no.
0: Santana and Ortiz um, ran in and they beat down QT. And then Justin or Dustin uh, jumped in, got destroyed. Yep. Cody ran in, got destroyed. Matt Jackson ran in, went wild with a couple kicks,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, started throwing some punches at someone that was huge. Oh, Hager. Hager,
1: yep.
0: And uh, eventually he got destroyed. And then the hangman, the most overman. In the world right now, <laughs> came out. And he he came out real slow. Set his beard down nice and unloaded a can of whoop ass on the inner circle and destroyed them by itself. Yeah,
1: I love them, this. They made like, him like the coolest motherfucker. Like the last time, is... somebody the last time I remember somebody looking this cool was like when the company is trying to do this right purposely for once one like one little spot was like when Becky one time pulled up sometime last year in the last like 14 months something like that Becky pulled mm-hmm. up to Smackdown or some shit like that um, and like just parked her shit anywhere cause, she, well, cause she's cool and just threw the keys yeah. to whoever almost like she was a rock and then walks up on like Heavy Machinery in, in New Day and then like after they do this gimmick where she's like eating a protein or tasting a protein shake that like Otis had made and said that shit was weak all of a sudden like you saw that like in the background that Xavier Woods like had the tracksuit on. He opened the tracksuit and they had. He was wearing a, a, a Becky Lynch to the Man T shirt. Like that's the last time I remember someone being like, "Damn, y'all made them seem like they was really doing this shit." Like I, I really appreciated that one. Like as a person that's not really in love with the with the character of Hangman, other than the fact that like he's a babyface or he's more or less a babyface, just beating people in, in winning matches. Like. I, I thought I I, thought, I I see more of what the people that are you know like going crazy for him see. So that I thought it was a really nice touch. This guy is
0: this guy's a superstar, uh, and this is only the beginning of it. He's and getting that kind of reaction, yeah. Like he's um he's gonna be like you know how we had that initial like you know that five at the top like. He's opening the door to like join that, that group and like kicking it down. Yeah. Uh really. Like he's I uh say him
1: and Darby We're, like almost in a race right now. Yeah. We're him, Darby slash MJF on from MJF's getting that triple H spot where it's like, well, we got these strong baby faces on one side yeah. and it has to be somebody on the other side. So right. don't be wrong, like he's doing a great job on the mic, but there's still lots to be to be figured out with the ring stuff.
0: Yeah. It's um it, it's uh really good to see Heyman from where he started and then now and it's like, man, the dudes out here picking talent like, like they picked this dude like years ago. So, uh, always good to see a return on the investment. Uh, yeah. I know you, know, you know, there's a lot of people that get picked that don't get those
1: reactions. Yeah, you know what I want. Yeah, because they also don't have people like that are have their best interests at heart, and now people that like aren't willing just to quit after three fucking weeks. Um, <laughs> uh, so, or a month or two weeks actually. Uh, Sometimes I wonder, or I'm watching this Darby stuff and watching this MJF stuff and, you know, Private Party or, you know, Scorpio Sky, and I wonder, like, do you not see what's going on, Flip? Bring your ass over. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, but whatever. I mean, he's got a good thing right now. Like, I think he's coming up on free agency, isn't he? Who? Flip Gordon.
0: He signed a two-year deal at the end of 2018. So he's still there the rest of the year. Okay, so... Someone just sent out a tweet. I thought that was really funny. Uh, A.W., please help. My seven-year-old son saw Hangman Page drinking on TV, and now he parties so fucking hard. What do I do? Me need free ticket.
1: <sighs> oh, my God. Remember, um, I want to say in the first few... Like, the first month of A.W. television, I was concerned that, like with, um, with Hangman's drinking and with... Um, like Jericho with the cigar smoke or smoking, I was like, is somebody going to come out here and start complaining about like you guys are using tobacco products or whatever else and drinking and you know, people, kids wash this shit or whatever else? And like, I think that's a legitimate criticism. Um, but like, I also know that like there are going to be people that like are using that shit just to hate as opposed mm-hmm. to like, ha- you know, have legitimate concerns that are, you know, real things. Um, Luckily, they they haven't done that tobacco stuff since. Like, I can tolerate the the alcohol stuff more than the um, tobacco. But, um, yeah, I I I wonder if there's an expiration date on the he comes out and he drinks because like there are thousands of people that have, that have came out and drank whether it was beer money or Austin or or <laughs> or the Sandman or whoever else. It's
0: like a, a tried and true gimmick. So, <laughs> like, um, yeah, we love I- our
1: alcohol. We sure do.
0: And I think the thing about Hangman that's that's like kind of special about him is I think a lot of like I, th- I I think a lot of like young millennial men see themselves in Hangman
1: as cowboys in white guys yeah.
0: exactly like a lot of a lot of white guys can probably like see a lot of Hangman page in themselves oh, and, and, he's and, a red, and young, I, I get it like look, on all they get.
1: I give you I a mean, like, and, and
0: young guys like is like, yo, we might have like problems that's going on, but like like we're going to have a beer first and then figure out like whatever we got to figure out. So I, I think he's just connecting on like you know, a, a real organic way. So
1: yeah, and they were never going to even when it wasn't working like they, they never like showed signs that they were just going to give up on him or pull the plug on him in like a way that was like, oh yeah, now he's you know, going to be doing jobs for fucking Riddick Moss. Um, boy yeah, like so, we always knew he was going to be, you know, even even at the worst part during the, you know, the Jericho stuff, it was always like, alright, well, he just can't be a main eventer right now. But, like, don't stop trying and, you know, like, keep messing mid Carter And, like, even when he was in the mid he was doing great stuff. Like, I love that, his uh, program with Pac. I love that shit. So, mm-hmm. like, he was, it wasn't like he, you know, he was doing bad bad TV. Just he wasn't over to the level that he was getting pushed at the time. And... That's part of the thing with, you know, the Pac um, Dragon Gate stuff.
0: And um, up next, we had MJF. He cut a pre-tape promo, and this was flame broiled. Uh, He said AEW deserves, uh, you know, a new head author, and it's him. And he said he's going to be the best world champion in wrestling history. He said a bunch of, like, other, you know, built himself up huge. And then he pulled off a shirt or his blazer. had a shirt on that said, I pin Cody. So we need uh, Floyd Johnson. We need your size, so we can uh, go ahead and send that over for you. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, he talked about uh, you know the shirt, and you know, he said something is like he uh, said something about Cody's neck tattoo, where you know it's like distracting and you know out of place and something like that. So MJF and Cody's still rolling on, but it looks like it's being diverted a little bit. They threw like a teaser out there for MJF and Mox. Um, a lot of different. Possible ways they're going right now. Jericho's still in the mix, so um, you know, like, kind of like you know, there there are tentacles everywhere, and it's like, which string are they going to pull? And it's like we're, they're keeping you off guard, and I think they're keeping you off guard a lot with like that, like the Exalted One stuff too, because it's like they're teasing like multiple people all the time. So it's like, well, it it might not be who you, who you think it is, but it's not like the swerve that. You know, catch you out of nowhere. So um, uh, there's a main event time: Jericho and Sammy against Moxley and Darby Allen. Moxley was coming out, got fucking crushed uh, <laughs> by some some mask guys who turned out to be san Ortiz and Hager. Whooped his ass, beat him in the concourse. Uh, you know, should, like that the the concourse brawl, the concession brawl. It's like a staple of the promotion. It seems like yes. Hager fucked no him up this time, though. Yeah, no divin' Dots. No, I guess they ain't cut the chat this week. <laughs> so, um, but after that, it turns to the Darby Allen show. Like, this is like, this is how you, like, if you're going to beat somebody, right, do it like this. Like, <laughs> 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 like, like let them be impressive. Let him get a bunch of near falls. Let him, like, fight the, when he tagged himself and did his hot tag and was exploding all around the ring. It's like.
1: Like Braun Strowman.
0: Yeah but way better. Um,
1: (laughs) there was no kid that he actually like ceremonially, like have to tag in for a second and tag right back out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So Sammy G and, and Darby doing a bunch of dope shit. And then he's got, you know, a bunch of near falls on Jericho. And it's like one day he's going to pin Chris Jericho. That's what this kind of told me. Uh, one of the cool spots in the match was he tried to tope, but he dove right into the juice effect, which was like crazy. Uh, I, I, I love this main event. It was like, you know, just I, – I felt like I've watched – I felt like I was watching WCW, and, you know, they're drastically different wrestlers, right? But I felt like Lex Luger was fighting uh, – trying to fight off multiple members of the NWO, like, and firing <laughs> up They ultimately loses at the end. So, um yeah. Uh, good show. Like overall, um, like like I said, I, I would only recommend watching the main event, like match wise, but uh, just a lot of different directions. And I mean, I liked it. So,
1: <laughs> um, I would say this is one of the weakest shows of Dynamite, but I would still say this is a good show. So I'm, um, um, so like I, that's that's if this is like the bottom, then well damn, right? Um, so I'm not. I thought it was a good episode, a great, good two hours of TV, and, um, you know, it was fresh hot pay-per-view. I loved the the opening segment. I loved the ending. Um, everything else in between was, like, ranged from, had a few moments of, eh, but for the most part, it was just standard average to good wrestling with nothing great or blow-away, but, like, the beginning and end was, was uh, very good, or great. Um, yeah, so... <clears throat> NXT on the hand, I thought NXT uh, somehow, like for the first time in a while, had like the better show this week. Um, the opening match was uh, Dakota Kai versus Tegan in a cage, and they proceeded to beat the shit out of each other again. Um, did some creative stuff. Uh, they actually bumped into the uh, the cage. Um, Dakota bumped her ass off throughout the match. Uh, the escape this cage thing. Um, if pe- for people that hate the escape the cage rule or whatever else, you're just never gonna you're just never gonna like WWE cage matches. Like that are of the last, this last really good cage match they've done. I, I
0: I gave up on the WWE cage match after. Seth Rollins was Randy Orton in two thousand fifteen. I found out that like they're all bullshit and they're all like a bunch of run ins and
1: wasn't, like wasn't people interfering. Cage, wasn't it also a cage match where like Orton couldn't do the RKO? Yes. Yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of other cage matches, like traditional cage match, don't 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 yell a hell at a at me. or war games at me, otherwise I'm gonna see like what are you doing? You know I mean the regular cage match. Um was Jericho Wyatt good from two thousand sixteen ish? That was
0: 2013. Um, really? I, yeah, it was. It, I just remember the dive off the cage. So do I. Same here. That's it.
1: Um, <laughs> there's got to be a good one.
0: Or Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin. That's not on the list? or
1: No. <laughs> Um. Neither's Brock versus. Neither's Brock versus Roman in um after WrestleMania thirty four. Io's
0: Shirai and Shayna Baszler.
1: Oh, that is the last good one. Okay, so but I was counting more main roster. But yeah, uh,
0: even then million run ins and everything else, like people interfering in the cage and
1: yeah, because (sighs) you know Baszler. Um. I I think the thing for me is like. Even when it was the territories there was no escape the mat, escape the cage rule, it was always motherfuckers. Whether even even have special guest referees like um, like Rick Flair versus uh, Von Eric, like like it was okay. You have uh, Michael P S Hayes as the, as a guest ref, and he's out here like beating up Von Eric, who's a babyface of time. And like it was just there's always some nonsense to to help the baby or they help the hill win in in most of these uh yeah, it's like, cage matches.
0: it's like beat the hell out of somebody fuck them up lay them out and then just walk out the cage and be the winner yeah is that so hard
1: um yeah but anyway back to uh the match i agree with you but uh back to the match they did this um part where they had a great near fall where uh Tegan ends up hitting the shiny, the, the shiny wizard and Dakota kicks. And she's like shocked. It was like a WrestleMania kickout uh, moment. And she's like, well, I hit my best shot. She kicked. It, I'm I'm walking out of this cage. So she goes to go out of the cage and uh, Rhea um, just just sits in front of it dominantly. And, <laughs> um, and then she's like, just stuck. And I mean, they, they did a cool spot at the end where she gets to the top eventually, and the doors open after um, somebody got blasted with the cage, and she has to climb down. Dakota has climbed down, and the doors open, and Rhea, Rhea, what am not talking about. Dakota goes to get out by getting pulled, dragged out the underneath the bottom the rope by um, Raina, and Raina. Uh, is try- is about to win this thing for Dakota, and then Tegan, from her spot cl- going over the cage, slams the door right on Dakota's bad knee, and that's supposed to be like poetic of, like, look what you did to my knee in the cage, and I'll get it back to you. Um, but then, as she's climbing down halfway, Raina grabs the door and closes it against, and traps basically, uh, traps Tegan against the, the 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 cage. She can't get out. She can't move. So Dakota climbs out and she wins. I thought it was I thought it was creative. And I'm like, I wonder how I, mean, I wonder how long uh, Triple H had in his back pocket for for a fuck finish to get out of the <laughs> get out of a cage match. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was a really good match. Like a uh, cage match right now has it like a four and a quarter. I gave it uh, I gave it three and thre- three and three quarters. But whatever. Um, then you get a Finn Balor segment. He's um, He's still doing this, I'm a hitman type of thing. Have you seen the room that he's in? No. The room is very similar to the same dark room that Aleister Black was in, or the mop closet, or third dimension that uh, (laughs) Mojo was in. The the difference is, there's weed smoke. (laughs) He's in a a smoky room, watching all matches, it is like this is this is what I imagine Matt Rule would be doing, like when he during his off time, he's like he's in a, he's in a he's in a room in a, in a dark room filled with smoke watching wrestling. That's what I imagine Matt Rule is doing. But he talks about how um, Imperium came out and uh, to offer, you know, say that Walters on the way, and he said that he made a mistake by showing his hand because he normally strikes first. He said, he said like, but eventually, um, I'm going to be coming for you sooner than you know it. Um and he says he's gonna change some things up as far as strategy for handling business. So that was cool. Well, I, hope, I hope he got a better strategy than when he fought Brock. Yeah, same here. But look, he did he had a better strategy than Ricochet and Kofi Caseon apparently. Just yeah. just run at him. Look, <laughs>
0: you know, be white, you know. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: That's the strategy.
1: So the next per, the next thing is uh I guess sometime during a Tampa Bay Vipers match, which or fight, fight match game, um, Rhea was at Raymond James Stadium and she's walking around the stadium, just talking, just taking it in. and Talks about how you know when I was when I started wrestling, I was wrestling in front of a hundred people, fifty people probably, or even less. And she talked about how um show they show pictures of her growing up like as a kid and shows like her growing up and it shows like her tra- transformation it talks about how you know when i um when i first got to wwe some people compared me to charlotte and they showed her from the first man classic with the blonde long blonde hair and she said like you know i, I just felt that like i need to find myself and i tried to you know come the furthest thing from that and then they show you know show her now and she talks about how like rick flair always said to be a man you got to You got to beat the man, and I take that as meaning, like, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best, and Charlotte's been, you know, she's been a standard bearer, and I just want to prove myself, that sort of thing, and that's why if you challenge, I'm afraid to challenge whatever else.
0: She's the fucking champion
1: of Doesn't matter. Like? (laughs) (laughs) like, I think, look, no, no, you're on to something, you're on to something, but but I'm getting to my point. You talk about it being the third brand all you want to Triple H. Your storyline, your storyline that Vince is telling, giving you that for have her to put it over is that this shit is still developmental.
0: Also, Drew McIntyre has never won a world title.
1: Yeah, yeah, that too. Um, you know, so
0: NXT is not a world title. So
1: apparently not. Look, look, you think, it, look, you think going to get into the WWE Hall of Fame based off his NXT work? Because I don't. <laughs>
0: i mean maybe i'm you,
2: sure you, you, well, you think I'm 20 like...
1: years from now you think in like 15 20 years from now uh some of these nxt are gonna get the wb hollow Because i don't buy it i don't buy that at all
0: mm, maybe i don't know
1: you know maybe things will change or whatever else but I, I don't see that you'd be like who, who the fuck watch them you know this was a money pit or some shit like that it's like y'all didn't have to do this y'all decided to do this y'all started this shit um yeah, but I thought it was a good look on the sh- onto Rhea in a way to like humanize her and get to understand as opposed to like, oh yeah, we're just still working on the still in the afterglow of you like getting the belt off off of Shane and getting her to fuck on. Like, so mm-hmm. they-, they needed this. They definitely need this with Rhea, especially on domestic NXT. Like, I don't know what they did with her as far as when she was doing hill work in NXT UK, but this is needed. Yeah, that shit sure don't even count. Yeah, most people didn't watch that shit. Um, so. Then from there you end up getting um, Chauncey Blacker versus Chelsea. Okay, so Chelsea comes out. Chelsea Green she comes out in her first match and she loses to Caden um, Carter.
3: Got <laughs> K- yeah. to
1: make sure every time. Make sure Caden Carter. So she gets the rematch in after going back and forth after Bianca comes in and interrupts the middle of the fucking match like it's like she's Kanye uh, during the two thousand uh, nine VMAs. Uh, she gets help beating Caden Carter, who's a pain eater in the in this division, and gets her first win. She's one and one. So then, uh, she chased or she's about to um, Russell Blackheart and Shashi is kind of like um, they were kind of I don't know if this was officially a play in match for the women's ladder match, number one contendership match at um Takeover, um Tampa, That's what, but,
0: that's what it felt like.
1: That's what they put it over as. They put it over like oh, they, yeah. they alluded to it, but they didn't say it was anything official. So anyway, Shotzi, they talked about how she eliminated Shayna out of that battle royal. Um they talked about how, you know, she mixed it up with her. And, you know, I've also seen her win on NXT. They had the match. Chelsea just squashes her. So that was surprising. It's like if she's gonna beat Shotzi, why the fuck will she lose to Caden Carter?
0: We have to build her up in our own image.
1: Uh, whatever. Um, match. <laughs> it was super short. It is effectively a squash. She beat her clean. I. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe they just put her on TV just because they like the look. You know, Triple H. You know, rocker girls, of course. You know, like you'd be yeah. like, you're. You know, you'd be my next uh, Ruby Riot. I don't know. Um. <laughs> so then from there, uh, we get Keith Lee comes out for a promo. Um. He's he's in the middle of cutting a promo and then all of a sudden Cameron Grimes comes out. Dude, the crowd was furious that uh they that Keith Lee couldn't get to talk. Um Keith Lee had talked for a little bit. He mentioned how, you know, um people want a piece of him for his title, whether it was Dijack again or it was uh Damien Priest and out comes Cameron Grimes. Dude, I can't remember the last time someone had this much heat just for talking. Like the crowd was furious with him. And I don't mean in a way that we like they're like, you know, sing songing along and make it in wedding you or whatever else. It was like Every time he talked, they were so, trying to be so loud that he can't even hear himself think or speak. And then, like Keith Lee would put up a hand, and it would be his turn to talk. It was it was quiet. They were attentive. And then the second, it was like a gag. Like it went over like three times. Like Keith Lee would talk, uh, camera grounds cut him off camera guys cut him off crowd get furious and loud it would go on for for, a couple, for like a minute and then Keith Lee would go to talk again but the gist of it is he wants a title shot he uh Keith Lee basically uh pounces him out the ring and then um later in the show they announced that he's going to get a title shot next week
0: so they doing a fatal four-way
1: no 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 next week Keith Lee versus um Grimes
0: no nah, I mean in the long run
1: no, what I think is going to end up happening is it's going to be Damian Priest and Keith Lee. That's not going to happen. Like
0: I'm betting on the four way.
1: Like this, this will probably he beats he beats uh, Grimes here, right? Dijak got injured by Priest um, because Priest wanted a shot another wanted to, another shot. Priest wants a shot, so he injured that dude, knowing that he's a bigger threat than Cameron Grimes. So, eventually, D- DiJack comes back. They get a match. Priest beats DiJack, So, he's the number one contender for uh, Tampa Bay. Take over Tampa Bay. Um, hmm. That's what it seems like. I mean, they could do Fatal 4 a bit. I think what happens is like, nah, we got some time to fill. You out here, you beat Grimes. You out here, and you beat DiJack, and make you them more give you a you know, reason to be a contender. Um Next match after that, you get uh, – actually, no, not a, not a match. You end up getting a – like one of those backstage random interviews. You know how, like, they'll do photo shoot uh, segments or whatever backstage. It's just they always do all this stuff on that on the, full cell campus as a way to, like, eventually get to whatever time someone interrupts somebody to come, you know, do whatever you mm-hmm. do on the mic. Anyway, sets up Swerve versus out uh, Ale- versus uh, um, awesome Theory. And then you end up getting uh, Lorcan and Birch versus uh, Fish and O'Reilly. They had a good match, but it's just like... We say it often, but like... Fish and O'Reilly, like, without the titles now, because they've been around forever, and like, they're not nearly as exciting as Roddy and O'Reilly. It's like, okay all right whatever man like we've seen it before <laughs> y'all need to move on or y'all just need to be goons for for roddy and whatever else like but as far as like y'all mean, unless y'all like finna start putting people over like that's that's what they need to be doing putting people over in this division if you're trying to establish it like um but man, bobby Fish is a grandfather out here bro <laughs> I'm oh, straight. He, oh, oh, he, oh he, he no gray this week. None. Oh. None. That man it, has reversed the aging process. Maybe uh,
0: Vince was like, "Hey, what, what, what's he doing?"
1: <laughs> no, nah, I think that man just got uh, got. He hollered at Kevin Nash. That's what I think happened. Wow. <laughs> got on that just for mids. Uh, so yeah, pretty much all matches. Like okay. <laughs> They built up towards two hot tags. They both ran wild on their hot tags. Then they cut them off and isolated them in each corner both times. Uh, there was one... They did this four times on the show. Four times. Babyface... Or actually, action happens in this particular situation. It was uh, Lorkin. He does a double blockbuster off of the uh, top turnbuckle to the floor. Not top turnbuckle Off the uh, still steps to the floor. Come back to commercial break. He's getting worked over. What the fuck? Help, help me help you. Like, so anyway, they, they did that. At the end, um, Lorcan gets back in. He puts them opposite corners. He's about to go start running back and forth but by, by crashing into them. He does it once. Goes to try to uh, do another series of it. High load while in the middle of the run. was awesome looking. Um, so the two uh, O'Reilly and Fish, they get on the mic and they say, we want Rill and done again. Riddle done to come out. They're about to extend the title offer to them. Grizzly young vets come behind them and whoop their ass. They grab the mic that Riddle had and said, "We've had, you've had enough shots. It's our fucking turn. It's out with the old, in with the new. Grizzly young vets or whatever else, and you know, we're on the way to being, you know, the world's number one because that's Gibson's thing for years. So um, she hate Gibson's
0: shoes off. (laughs)
1: Like he uh. I think you'd like the suit he was wearing. I think you'd like the suit he's wearing. And I, you know, if they're going to be the number one, the new number one heels, and like now that, you know, in the future, good, fine. Like, we need fresh blood. Um, Let's see what else we got. I mean, they got
0: plenty of talent in the performance center, James.
1: Yeah, they do. I mean, they could, they could, hell, swerve and Leo rush maybe yeah. awesome lost um, Yeah, I don't
0: I don't think they're interested in pushing Swerve.
1: Oh. Well, well, let's get to it. Um <laughs> Swerve versus Austin Theory. Austin Theory like I th- I want to say maybe it was a week or two ago when he had that match with Champa. Say it was last week. Um Austin Theory is a dude that's 22 years old
0: supposedly.
1: Oh, people! Oh, he's out here dancing. Out and people. Bro,
0: I have been trying to find out how old Austin Theory is for like three years, right? And I and he, and he's always been twenty two years old. Like at the same time, like it's funny because the guy that he was always linked with and evolve, it was like him and Darby Allen, and they both are on some funny shit with the ages or Darby whatever. A,
1: wait, how old is Darby Allen supposedly? I
0: think. So I think the deal is Darby is supposed to be like 23, but he's actually like 27 or something like what? that. What? Right. So I I and I remember going on Austin Theory's Wikipedia page a couple months ago. I would say before he like right around the time he might have got signed to NXT and it was like about 23 years old.
1: About?
0: Like, yes, about. So there's funny business going on like <laughs> Austin theory, you know he's losing his hair already. So like,
1: some ain't, some right. Okay, so this is what I'll say. They're putting him over on on TV as he's twenty two. So whatever. Um, but he, at the end of the year, he had this great match with uh, Roddy, and then he had this great match uh, last week with um, or two weeks ago with uh, Champa. Mm-hmm. This week is more the same. Like he's a young dude. Allegedly young dude, <laughs> he, regardless of his age, he's young to the business. And he he looks how he looks, and the dude the dude clearly has instincts for this up to up the snuff. Like it's just a matter of getting him reps and experience. Put him out here every other week on NXT with some vet like Swerve or like Champa or like Roddy or Gargano or or Cole or O'Reilly it don't matter. He needs to be on NXT every other week having like three and a half level, mat, three and a half star to four and a quarter star level matches every single, every other week. Like, I I already see, I already see, I already see what they see. That's basically where I'm putting it. Like I mean, and, they see the body. Like I, I don't think he's any I th- type of like I special worker or anything, but you know, I, my point is if he's in here wrestling these kind of guys, he's going to get that work part because like he's already like the stuff he can do in the ring is already like—he's already up to snuff technically, as, as far as like learning how to put matches together and all that kind of stuff. Like he needs has to work on like the the cerebral stuff of of the part, but like just going out there doing moves and and bumping, he can do that already. So like
0: yeah, I, I, I watched him evolve in person a couple times ringside. So yeah, like I like I've seen him for years.
1: Yeah, and another thing is like you know what this company is like. So if we're going, so if we're going to just be hiring body guys to the end of time, at least have a dude that has like looks like he knows he can get some shit done in the ring in a in a way that like a most you know most fan that can match like the standard of today. So like athletically he can do that, move wise he can do that, bump wise he can do that. Like let's have him now like you know work on this other stuff with these vets. And like I, I, you know, we. I think by the time we get to Observer Award, or Observer Awards, One Inch Radio Awards next year, uh, for newcomer of the year, I think he's gonna be he's gonna be a candidate um, unless they just pull a plug on me because you know something happens. But like, he has a good shot of winning it this year. I, mm-hmm. I feel that way anyway. Um, so then you get uh, Gargano in in Morrow's interview um, at the PC inside of a ring and. This thing, it took forever to get to it, but once it got to it, it was like, oh, okay. Um, They didn't do the stupid, you know, I don't owe the fans the explanation shit. <laughs> they didn't do that.
0: Um, did they do, like, a variation of that? And they're like, this said something like, you know why
1: I, I did what I
0: did more or something like that.
1: It was subtle. He let it slip that, like, basically it was... Johnny, it was kind of like imagine if Austin did a hill turn, and the person that's been comment, been the soundtrack to uh, everything in his career has been Jim Ross. So it's like I'm, you know, it's Johnny Argani, it's Johnny Gargano, and Marrow's been calling Johnny Gargano for years, um, as he made his ascension, or even in his um, DIY days, and he understands the relationship between Champa and everything else. So he's been the soundtrack to that. So they're doing that as like, be real with me, Johnny. Like I know you. He alluded to the fact that, like, out of everybody that was at NXT, in NXT, um, he was the only person that actually showed up to Mauro's, uh documentary thing in New York when they did the screening of it. So, like, you're like, look, you know me. So then you know why I did this. I don't even explain it to you. So he's like, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be, I'm here trying to get, you know, get the answers for the people. And Johnny's like, you tell him, more or less. And then it gets further and further, and he gets more agitated, and he let slip that, like, for you he basically like you let you let it slip to like you were calling me the hardest on XT for years and then like Champa shows back up and then like you're just like daddy's home. Basically he's like nah man the game belonged to me. That's pretty much that's pretty much the whole thing. He's jealous of Ciampa now being the top baby face so he turned. It's, it's really simple. But at first I'm sitting here just like what the f- I'm sitting there like, because you've watched all these WWE promos and all these dumb hill turns over the years, especially recently, the last like three years, and you're just like, he's not going to have an explanation. He's not going to give an explanation. And I'm watching him. It's like, he's cutting, he's delivering a great promo, but I'm just like, are are we really ne- not going to know why the fuck he's turning heel and he's just gonna, basically like threatening to just whoop uh Morrow and that's supposed to give us the heat? Like, that's, that's really what it is. And then he lets that slip and be like, oh, okay. WWE, they're being. Somewhat subtle, which is like I don't know how to feel about WWE being subtle, <laughs> even the NXT now.
0: So I, I saw something like a screen cap on Twitter, like mm-hmm. James. I just want to know what the Johnny Gargano way is. What what is the Johnny Gargano way?
1: Oh, I forgot. I forgot what the context was for that.
0: Um. Is it like running off like the stage and like blasting your damn knee into the um into the joint and losing uh the the last man standing match because you wally coyote this shit like (laughs)
1: hey but but that's okay though because like in eight months we'll make him the champion it'll be it'll be and he'll beat that guy it'll be all oh 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 he yeah oh. Yeah. This is yeah. why you just do it when it's time to do it as opposed to trying to delay the shit. Like, yeah, man, let's 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 yeah, let's have the fourth it's, match. Is the Johnny
0: Garcon- Gargano away losing to a man in handcuffs?
1: Twice. 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 Yeah. <sighs> um Yeah, so uh after that we end up getting um we end up getting announced the uh the North American title match between Grimes and Lee next week and then um because of the beatdown or because uh they were going to offer um the rematch to Strong and not Strong, but O'Reilly and Fish. They're doing Brosawait versus O'Reilly and Fish next week, so two tag two uh title matches. Um and then they end up we end up going to Velveteen versus Roddy. Um Velveteen well as bad as Velveteen has been the last in February, anyway, since he came back, it was like, this week he was like, oh yeah, uh, I'm I'm good now. Like, I I know y'all was worried about me, but I'm good now. Like, (laughs) um, they just went out there and they just beat the shit out of each other. Um, did some, did some pretty cool spots, um, involving the, 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 um, the cage. Like, Roddy bumped his ass off, off, into this cage over and over and over. Um, long story short, um, (laughs) Go <laughs> Undisputed uh comes out. Actually, no, there's actually a spot where right before they go to commercial break, um Marina comes out and slides a candlestick uh during a double down, slides a candlestick into the ring um that Roddy ends up using. Uh and then leaves. So at least like Marina's they're sh- they're showing Marina now. Like she's not just you know. <laughs> um so but MASH continues and then um undisputed comes out. They go to try to climb the cage. Um, He thwarts O'Reilly and and, um, Fish. And then um, Cole actually manages to get into the ring. So the gate gets opened and Velveteen can win the match. And then um, there's a reversal in the ropes in that corner. And Roddy's trying to escape. And they're doing like the, a lot of the 94 Bret Hart, Owen Hart cage match stuff where like the gate, it's open. And then one person dives and they pull the other one back and then that person dives in. And then, um, all of a sudden Velveteen, you can see in the camera angle that he turns around and sees that Adam Cole's in the ring. Um, but he's already knocked knocked out the other two members of, uh, of, uh, Undisputed. So he sees Adam Cole. So he just says, fuck this. And he tosses Roddy out the ring. Roddy, or out of of the cage. Roddy wins the match. And then he, for some reason, there are handcuffs on the cage. He handcuffs the door shut. And then he proceeds to beat Adam Cole's ass. And then he grabs the title and he holds it up. So, what I'm assuming is next week, they're going to come out and say all of this was a ruse to get what he wanted, which was he wants the title. And he said all the stuff about Marina because it got them, it basically got everybody in undisputed off their back foot, and he knew how to manipulate them from that way forward. I've never
0: shied away from taking victory laps here, right? But after what you just explained, oh my God, I was right. <laughs> like, uh, Velveteen and Cole is the direction here, but that's like, this, this nigga
1: lost a match on purpose. Pretty much. <laughs> what the fuck? Now, here's, the th- here's the thing, though, Rich. Here's the thing, though, Rich. He already beat him in the first match. Back. What? Well, look. Think about his. A lot of people were like, "Why is there even a cage match? The baby face came back and won. Why is there a second match? The second match was, I want to get this one dude super hot, and they're gonna come out here, and then I'm gonna get my match via whooping that dude's ass, which is like the tradition of professional wrestling is you whoop the champion's ass, you get a title match. I think that it went too far. I think that he probably should have just came out and just whooped uh, Cole's ass to begin with. But they had the storyline thing there in place with with Roddy, and I'm sure this is going to lead to once he getting in the in the lead up to this is going to be Adam Cole blaming Roddy for being the dummy, with, even though they're all dummies.
0: Man, Velveteen needs just holler at Roman Reigns and learn how to have him hit your music and get the title shot, like. like. <laughs> You want to do way hey, too much trouble. Hey,
1: I, I don't think Velveteen got it like that. So I, don't, you know, I think, you know, I, I, what was what was the uh, what was the term that uh, that, that uh, Seth Rollins uh, said? He's like, oh, you got to build equity to, to be able to do those sorts of yeah, things. So, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So, get know, music. You know, the Goldberg title shot. Just just get it announced. You know,
1: that, yeah. The that equity was built like during the Monday Night Wars when he wasn't in WWE. <laughs> What is it? He's on the other side. I I guess I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Damn, man.
0: Damn so you telling me WCW or WWE ain't using A stars uh to be on top
1: either? Man, it's a cold day. It's almost as if like they've always done that.
0: Yeah. You know.
1: Like yeah, that's another thing, like people talk or not or the people in the company at the time then talk about like, you know, like Pritchard. Like I saw this thing with Pritchard in um Bischoff for doing some documentary thing or something for the network, and it's on a commercial. And it's like Bischoff was talking about, like we didn't steal your talent, and then Kurtz goes, "You did," and it's like, motherfucker, I, I didn't know, I didn't know that, like, uh, I didn't know like the the you know all these people, whether it was like Hogan or Savage or whatever, so I didn't know those were homegrown talents. I could have sworn I could have sworn you know what I'm saying. Like I could have sworn that, uh, that that Macho Man Randy Savage is out here doing do out here doing outlaw shows in Tennessee. I could have sworn that uh that Hulk Hogan was in AWA. I, I I I had no idea.
0: Yeah, it's all been recast, you know.
1: I, I mean, I, I didn't know. I I <laughs> did I did not know that Stu Hart, in fact, did not get did not start Brett and on Hart. In Stampede, I had no idea. None.
0: That yeah. did not happen at all.
1: Yeah, like it's crazy. It's crazy, bro.
0: In Ultimate word he definitely didn't wrestle in world class <laughs> championship wrestling ever. <laughs> you know, Mister Perfect. He was never the world champion in AWA ever.
1: Yeah, it's you know? wild, bro. It's crazy. Like, no. Stone Cold Steve crazy. Austin, rookie of the year in, like, the early 90s, maybe even the late 80s. <laughs> I, I, I I didn't know that, like, that happened to WWF and the worldwide leader. Yeah. No idea.
0: Apparently, crazy, you know, know like, when, when Mankind was debuting in uh 1996, that was his first, fresh out of wrestling school, that was his first promotion, yeah, apparently.
1: Man. Crazy. Crazy. You crazy. know. Crazy.
0: Um. Yes, yeah, this you know
1: <laughs> Chris Jericho, you know <laughs> Ray Mysterio, you know no. Eddie this Guerrero. Is... Like this seriously, is... bro. Only the people they really can c- claim credit for, like aside from this, like the last twenty years, anyway. It's like The Rock and Angle, probably right. That it is, is anybody Brock. else?
0: Brock, Cena.
1: No, 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 no. Last twenty years. Okay. Outside of the last twenty years. Outside the last twenty years. That's it, right? I think so. angle. I mean, I'm sure it's like somebody else, but it's not Mark Henry. Years. Mark Henry. Uh, Mark Henry's not a main event level person in the regular era.
0: Um, Kane, no, I mean Kane. I don't know.
1: I usually say Kane. I, I I would say Kane's pretty fair. I would say it's pretty fair. Yeah.
0: Um, even then, he was working the Smoky Mountain. So, yeah, uh, the last see. territory ever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's that's pretty much it. But, but you know, yeah, WCW you know.
1: stole their talent. The talent they did not want to resign because you know Hogan was too old, and then he went out there and kicked your fucking teeth in for the next like three years. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
2: But...
1: <sighs> Boy. Anyway. anyway, uh, yeah, so did you watch the, uh, do you have time to watch the Kagetsu Retirement show, or any of it? I did not. Okay,
0: um... But before I should cut you off, and you should hit the music!
1: <laughs> but it's not a stardom show! <laughs> you want no me to matter. hit the music? No matter. All right, I'll do it. I'll start to hit the music. Okay, so um yeah, uh Kansas retirement show. It was um on February twenty fourth. Ended up um going up this week. Um it, it was a five card show, lots of people. Um one of the matches was a six person men's match. Or sorry, a six uh person tag men's match. Um but the opening matches Oedo Tai. It's um Natsuko Torah and Natsu versus you from formerly Tokyo Joshi Pro, Freelancer now. Um, works a lot of works a lot of uh PW <laughs> Um Shuri, who you you know, recently Donna Del Mondo, and um I'm trying to think of the third person. Shuri okay. Oh, uh, Layla Hirsch. Lay- Layla. So um, okay. Yeah, so Hazuki is uh in the corner of uh Oedotai, naturally, and basically um, Jamie was supposed to be in the in the match but she ended up getting pulled for some reason. I forgot what it was, but um basically the match is Hazuki is just helping her helping cheat. Like <laughs> she's basically like Shawn Michaels in that uh, that Triple H Undertaker match from uh Saudi Arabia. Just helping just excellent cheating. Um but at the end you just beat the hell out of uh, Natsuko by just chopping her to death and also um at the end Natsu she ends up hitting her with a cannonball and pins her uh, with a power bomb. Um, you somebody that like is a freelancer, and I would love this year in Stardom. Like, I saw her in a a Stardom slash a uh, Eve match. Um, when they were up there for Russell Kingdom Two back last summer, uh, it was her and Utami. It was really fun. So I like to see them like th- throw each other around again. Um, and like, uh, I would say that after watching a few more uh, U matches this year. Like I feel like she's almost like the woman's Jeff Cobb. <laughs> <laughs> like, like she just like she had a match on um in Oz Academy this uh, in back in February with uh, um Hiroyo Matsumoto and they're just it's just a hos battle. It's like it got cut down for TV. It's like a fifteen minute match got cut down on TV because they have like a two minute two hour show and it's like ten minutes long and they're just being the shit out of each other. With just there's a segment where they just basically have risk control and they're just trading big chops. And and shit sounding off like Walters in, in the room. Like it's awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I just want to see her and like mix it up with like because they actually teased the Natsuko match um at the end after she won. I like, you know, they went face to face and whatnot. So like I love to see her there. Um so uh the next match ended up being a high speed three way match between um Kayo Kobayashi and um Mesoruga in Uta- in uh Azumi. Um Mesa is um She's in God move. She i I've seen her wrestle a few times and the way I can explain it is, oh, I see Ry Riho got out of there and left. She was on the way to getting replaced by someone more charismatic. Um And then um Kayo Kobayashi's like twenty seven years old. Um she's saw some of these cars and high speed stuff. Um, she's really good as well. Um so they went out there and did a bunch of three way stuff and it's really fun. And um at the end of ended up winning. Uh and then um, Saya, little Saya, she ends up on the card, and she was um, wrestling a, a wrestler to be announced later. Um, all of a sudden, turns out that uh, it was Kigetsu. Kigetsu wanted to have a last match as Oedo Tai. Kagezu in Oedo Tai gear, and um, she wrestled Saya. Fun little match. Short. won um, went in like three or four minutes or whatever else. Um, it was fun. It was nice. Um, and then you end up getting the men's. Um, six way tag or six person tag, that was fun to see some dudes that I've never seen before because the only, only uh, men's res, Japanese wrestling I ever watched really is uh, New Japan. So mm-hmm. like, uh it's cool to see like, okay, so these were like some like big Japan dudes like I've never seen them before. Like the only one I ever really heard of is like Dicey Sakamoto. Um, some there was one dude in there that was like, hmm he probably should be out of here. <laughs> he probably should be retiring. Like, it's like, I saw some dude was like, yo, he's moving like a uh, Nakanishi. Like he, <laughs> exactly. Um, then we end up getting the final match, the main event, um, Kagetsu versus Mako um, Satomura. So, I got to say, like, I really enjoyed um, this tr- uh, retirement tour. She had a better retirement tour than, than Liger. Like, argue art look you pull up the matches from the announcement to when the, the final match you go through these matches you tell me you had a better you, you can't tell me with a straight face that I guess you did not have a better retirement tour than uh than Liger in quality um or just so anyway um she comes out she has the the mask that she wore um in her last uh starting match um like the half Kagetsu half stars thing with a uh, Mayu that they came out with, and then uh, she takes off the mask. There's no contact. There's no. Um, I saw. I, think I saw
0: a picture of this. It's like she's normal.
1: Right. She, she's. She's. Yeah. Her normal self. Um. So she comes out. She takes off this jack. This thing. She this jack she's been wearing ever since she retired. Like her gears are raw. She comes out and she's in shorts. And um, come to find out, like these shorts are actually a callback to like when she kind of started to, like, figure it out in stardom, like, when she came in, she was, um, when she, when she wasn't that girl, she was wearing, like, like, the singlet, um, and when she left, like, she was, you know, doing freelance stuff around, and she was in Oedo Tai, and, like, she, if you saw some of her early gear in, like, 2016-ish, you'd be, like, she she glowed up, she definitely glowed up over the last few years, um, but like she, her gear is like reminiscent of like when she first started figuring it out. Um, these, these blue blue trunks and the top similar to what she normally has, and mm-hmm. um, they go didn't proceed to just like great ground ground wrestling, uh, mat wrestling, and then it's on. They just start throwing bombs. They start hitting each other with finishers, kicking out, and it, and it was just awesome. Um, she blew the miss twice. Um, and but at the end. Mako ended up putting her down, um, of course, um, I probably get a match, like, four and a quarter, four and a half, um, wasn't as violent as, like, Mako's match with Sari was, and probably on purpose, because, like, you know, um, didn't want to go out with some, you know, blood, you know, some blood brawl or whatever else, um, but, slobber knocker, but Mako said some, said stuff to her it wasn't it wasn't stardom so it wasn't translated so i don't know what he said i need to get the transcript of it i'd love to see what uh said but mm-hmm. um you know because they're both really good promos um based off translation anyway um but then it was a gift ceremony and everybody came out and gave their gifts I was on the card and then uh hazuki comes out and gives her a gift and that's like damn they're both gone they're, like and this isn't the, like they're gonna start their own promotion or whatever else. Like, no, nah, they're both legitimately gone. Like, um, I forgot to mention this. Like, Hazuki, uh, she's cut her hair to shoulder length. Like, she's you know Damn. one of those. Rejoins society. It's one well like, oh, that slash. You know, like when people go through stuff or whatever else or have changes in life, they want to you know have a you know hairstyle that that kind of commemorates like that part of life being over or whatever else or a change or whatever yeah. else. So it's, like. She's in. A, she's on to something new. Um, that's what it seems like. So, um, you know, they did the 10 Bell salute, played her music. They threw the uh, the the streamers into the crowd or into the ring, and it was just filled. I think. Um, I think I have to look, but I think like the attendance for. Um, I think they they sold more tickets to this this um, retirement than like the last time Stardom was in that same building mm-hmm. a month ago. So. Like a lot of people showed up for Osaka. It was like last time it'd be like, you know, Oedo tie country with us, with a uh, Kagetsu. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, they walked her out the ring. They carried her out. Um, um, Natsuko, Natsu and Hazuki. It was just nice. Uh, it, it, it's like, I'm gonna miss the shit out of her. She was a great wrestler. She was a great wrestler. Uh, there was also a thing where she's doing this. Uh, she did a interview in a magazine, um, one, of the re- one of the pro wrestling magazines saying that, like, she's no longer going, by name could guess, so she's going back to her real name. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, she's going to start trying to do, like, fitness modeling work or fitness, like, stuff. So, I she think she's really done. I don't know if she's even going to do trainer none, but she's gone out of there. Look,
0: tr- Triple H is lurking. <laughs> don't be shocked. You know, when she show up in three months. Yeah.
1: Oh man. You yeah, ain't really? let it go, huh?
0: I, I, I believe, like gonna like, like happen.
1: I think that if you saw this you I know you're I know partially you're joking or whatever else and you're obviously cynical, but like I would be surprised if she came back. Like this seemed like she was done done. Like this was full like I don't know how you can do do it this well without being done. Um there was also some mention that um she mentioned in one of these interviews that if you look at her retirement tour, she wrestled a lot of younger girls. And the idea was like, these are people that I think are on the come up or whatever else, and I want to give them some shine by having matches with them, whether it was like um, <clears throat> Miyuki Takase or uh, Mesa Ruga. So, yeah, I, I think um, she definitely tried to hand it out as well as she possibly could have. So, um, sad to see though, but I hope she's on to you know, bigger and better things in her life. Yo, um,
0: a great man once said, move the game forward. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah, I think that's all I got. Um yeah,
0: we can uh, probably come back on a different show we t- talk about these uh observer awards. Uh we'll we'll do that, you know, separately here, but uh we'll let everybody marinate on them and then we'll be back with these <laughs> tapes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, you know, a lot
1: you Jer- know, Jericho out here dominating these awards in a way we yes. haven't seen since like that's- The Rock or Hogan. <laughs> Yes. most jericho. charismatic biggest box office draw uh mvp for the whole for the whole industry is like hmm. Their
0: assholes on twitter saying jericho was not the wrestler of the year they yeah there's them those I mean, people look like i i look i i call jericho i don't know how like i like ahead of like the Jericho title wave coming. I was like, yeah, oh, it's going to be Jericho. It's going to be Jericho. It, it has to be. Like, this guy is like, he won like five different categories and like they're all important categories that all kind of connect. So,
1: yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. he, um, he did it. And like for those that is and the funny thing about it is like people should be like, I feel like this should be like a, obviously, like you look at the, um, the out, out turn of, um, or the turnout for the votes, voting, and like, for, my, for me, like, the logic makes perfect sense, Is like, he still has great matches, even though he's not the best wrestler in the world, he still has great matches, he still has quality, um, main event, championship level matches, and, he's the biggest box office draw, because he is the number one dude on AEW, and he also, also, you know, is doing this annual thing with a with a fucking uh, cruise ship, right, um, that other people just flat out, prob- most people just could not do, um, and then you look at the Japan stuff, and it's like, he's figured this out in a way that, like, we haven't really seen since WWE has basically made it to where it's like... We have your rights, and you can't wrestle other places. So it's like he got—he basically has rigged the game himself in a way that, like, someone like a Will Ospreay is rigged the game for most most outstanding wrestler because you know he going wrestle write. more. He's going to wrestle Junior. more. Right, he's going to wrestle more people outside and ha- put himself in the best situation to wrestle as many high quality wrestlers as possible in most situations to do that in a way that Jericho has done with as far as doing programs with people. So you know, he, and he was great. He's flat out great this year. So. Career, 49
0: years old Yeah, no one's ever done it at this age this late uh, this is his third time winning the award um, he's also the only other people to win the award that many times or more Ric Flair with 8 Masao with 3 Kenzo Kobachi with 4 and Tanahashi with 3 so um, I feel really good about that and passion rant I went on about Chris Jericho on Chad Matthews last show um, <laughs> about him
1: Like obviously just an award thing, and obviously you were talking about just AEW, but it also was like when you know I was Chad was Chad was giving it to me about like Cody's a heart and soul AEW is like, you know what you have a great point. However, (laughs) everybody like almost half of the shows like uh, stars or acts like biggest moments were with Jericho because Jericho is stirred and this is a a, straw that stirs the drink and like if we're doing an MVP thing that has to count for something, like I appreciate Cody. I, I voted him, I think third or whatever else, just because like, you know, like i for me, my personal taste is like I'll take the Kenny matches or whatever else. But like, if you want the, the, the best of both world type thing, like you look at Jericho and Jericho is doing all the Cody stuff. And then like, he also has high quality matches.
0: Yeah. Now, no, uh, It's
1: <laughs> Cody he has those matches too. Just like, but on top, it was, it was, it was Jericho this year.
0: Incredible. But yeah, we, we could wrap this up.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, we also need to talk to, speaking of Chad, we also need to talk to Chad about, uh, about Randy Orton and Rey Mysterio, um, and his, his love for the Grizzly Young Vets and how he wanted to cut them dudes after like, you know, Randy Orton and, and Rey are out here in 2020 out here saving fucking Raws. After being shitty for two straight hours. Anyway, uh, that's the end of the show. Be sure to rate us on whatever app you're using listen to this. Um, Tell the folks about the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Be sure to check out our friends at powerslam.tv, the sponsor of this show. If you're a fan of Independent Pro Wrestling, they have over 5,000 hours of footage from all over the world. You can use the code Social Suplex to get your free month's trial. Don't forget to visit prowrestlingtees.com slash socialsuplex to pick up some official Social Suplex Podcast Network merchandise. Also be uh, sure to check out the shows on the the other shows in the Suplex Podcast Network. On Sundays we have this show, One H Radio. On Tuesdays we have Keeping the Strong Style. On Wednesdays we have the Ricky and Clyde russing Podcast. On every other Wednesday we have Gorman Watches Shit. On Fridays we have Getting the Ring, and on Saturdays we have All Things Elite with Floyd. Oh, I can't wait to hear that that show. Can't wait to hear it. Can't can't you?
0: Oh man, that's gonna be great.
1: Like he. I, I just, I, I mean, he he thought that MJF was gonna win, but you know, I don't know if he was, gonna, I don't know if he was gonna be okay with the way of losing that way because that that was a sneaky way to lose.
0: Cody got to, he got to like give Floyd like a signal or something next time, like, hey, but don't fly out this time. You know, I'm losing this match. You know, so <laughs> save, your you know, <laughs> save your money, save your money for when to win. Yeah, you man, know,
1: like, I, that's another part. That's probably the reason. That's also another reason was like, hey man, why are you giving faith to do the heat breaking your heart? Why you keep fighting for this dude when this dude ain't fighting for you? Or fighting hard enough for you? Because this man keeps laying down on the mat, getting pinned.
0: I mean, bees that way. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's in the show.
1: Thanks for listening, y'all.
0: Later. Hey, also, um, don't fetishize Japanese wrestling this week.
1: What? Are you talking about the, uh, the all this stuff? Yes. Hey, man. <laughs> um, we just did a show, and we talked to, like, for what, maybe 15 minutes of Japanese wrestling, the rest is about American wrestling, so i I mean, on this end, I don't know what, I don't really know what to tell Nick Aldis, like, <laughs> like we watch we, we watch Western wrestling, and, you know, we don't really be checking for you, Nick, but, like, you do good work, it's just, you know, you're doing it in, in, hey, shout
0: out to Nick Aldis for sixth place on Best on Interviews.
1: See? Like, that's his strength, that is his strength, absolutely, and um, what I would say is, like, I want, is he gonna be on the, uh, the ring of honor anniversary show
0: i think so oh, I right, to, well, actually, no, he's not on the anniversary show I, he will be on the i think he's on the super show uh the russell khan super show though okay. he will be we'll, doing the we'll be so seeing I'll, him shortly I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll see nick aldis so have a chance to prove it to us in person
1: yeah yeah like oh. and i think he's gonna be like he's gonna be good i don't think he's gonna be great because nick aldis no more just that's good and that's fine the <laughs> being good but, yeah, later, y'all. Peace.